Welcome to the See Me After Class podcast, episode 34. Arby and the Chief is saved. Got it back from Machinima. Uploading all the videos onto my channel. Uh, trying to get one up per day. I don't know if I'll stick to that, but I've, I've got plenty in the pipeline. I've got a, a bunch. I'm covered for the next few days, but uh, I got to work on that. Uh, so th thanks for tuning in, everybody. And thank you, everyone, for your help, for being loud and vocal on Twitter. I'm convinced this had this was partly due to the um, the Twitter shitstorm because they were getting fucking hammered. Uh, thanks to you guys. And um, so thank you. Thank you for being so vocal. It's nice to see that there's a there, there, there is actually an audience for the show that's been hanging around for years. And everyone came together to um, uh, this fucking fucking stream. God damn it. All right, I'm just going to wait for a second and wait. Hopefully it balances out. Fucking thing. There's nothing even else occupying the bandwidth. How, how is it now? Can you guys hear me okay? How's the volume? Is there any lag? Can you guys hear me? Yes, yes. Pay... Pr Make sure to hit F to pay your respects to the stream. Are we back yet or not? I'll get to Super Chats in a minute. Just give me a minute. No lag? Okay, we're good. Good. Good, good, good. Okay, so... Um, sorry for the sluggish start here. Um, I've got We got lots to talk about. Fuck, man. This whole machinima ordeal has been such a fucking headache. I mean, thank God they started playing ball with me at the end, but but it took a lot of kicking and screaming to get to that point. Um, let me uh, let me just go over super chats quickly because I know there's one last time that I I missed from uh, a week ago. So I'll start with that one and then cover what. Uh, what we have so far. Yes, I see your super chat, Brandon. That's very nice of you, dude. That's fucking incredible. Thank you. Um, uh, where are they? Oh, no, this isn't the right page. Sorry, give me a second. Is it lagging again? This fucking piece of shit. No, oh, for Christ's sake. Don't do this. It doesn't do this during the pre-show. It, it waits until I'm fucking doing my thing. St stream offline? Are you fucking kidding me? Oh my god, dude. 
That is fucking infuriating. Come on. You fuck. Fuck! Will you just fucking work? Come on, man. Oh, this is driving me fucking crazy. <sighs> Come on, dude. How are we doing now? We're back. All right, just let me know in the stream if it's lagging. Where was I? God, I hate this shit. I'm going to have to just get a... I, I am on a wired connection, but it's connect to a node that transforms a wireless signal into a wired one. So I think what I'm going to do is just get a 100-foot Ethernet cable and find a way to connect to the modem all the way upstairs. I'm going to have to. I don't want to deal with this shit anymore. Um, okay. Uh, super chats. Here we go. Um, community. Okay. All right, we're back. Good. <clears throat> okay, so from last week. From Daddy Johnny. Daddy Johnny. I hope everyone has their glasses of semen ready to give a toast to John for being such a great guy. Do straight guys taste... One of these days, I'll, I'll, I'll bring a big milk jug full of uh, my sperm. And uh, I'll let you know how fucking zesty it, takes, it tastes. Um, but thank, thank you, Daddy Johnny. Um, Kirkland's signature. Always, uh, good old faithful Kirkland. Uh, Costco employee of the month. <laughs> Every month. Watch JoJo Road Roller Coaster scene on stream. JoJo Road Roller Coaster? JoJo Road Roller scene. Um, I don't know what that is, but we'll get to that later. Remind me later. Because I've got a lot to talk about first. I want to do the super chats and then we'll get into this whole fucking machinima thing, okay? We still good? Can everybody? Oh, Christ. Are we lagging again? This is fucking unreal. It's like every time I talk, it goes yellow and then red. What the fuck, man? Oh, this thing can suck my dick, seriously. Lag uh, working now? Fuck my ass. All right. Uh, let me finish off the chats here. Uh, Muffin says, say N-word on stream, do it live. No, I don't want to just say it for the sake of it. But if there is a circumstance where we're having a clinical discussion about language and... 
the N-word is in the sentence, I would rather not say N-word. I would rather just say the word. But I have no need to say it right now, so I'm not going to because I'm not trying to be annoying or provocative. But I should be able to say it if I want. But I'm not going to just cuz. You know what I mean? Anyway, maybe another time, Muffin, but thank you. Um, all right, the big one, Brandon Urbano. Uh, 200 US. Fuck, man. That's crazy. Thank you very much for uh, for sending that. Um, it'll go to go- if you're an RB and the Chief fan and you're a fan of the old episodes, it'll go to good use. I'll talk. I'll talk more about that in a minute. Um, but thank you very much, Brandon. That's awesome. Uh, been saving up for a special occasion and seeing how this is a victory stream now seems like a fitting time. Congrats on getting the show back. You've worked hard to make RB and the Chief to make it what it is today. Last week we were saying, "Let's do this. Let's do this. Yeah." Let's do it. Today we are saying, we did it. You only YOLO once. Don't you guys agree? Um, thanks again, man. Really appreciate it. Um, Mr. Alabaster says, John. John, did you see that digital fear guy is posting his videos again? Awesome possum. Yeah, I heard that guy was a real faggot. But that's just what I heard. Well, I can't say that. Why would I say that and not the N-word? I must hate gay people. Thanks, Mr. Alabaster. Uh, Dice says, we love you, John. Also, will you, pay, will you play multiplayer games with the fans sometime? Like Synergy, parentheses, Half-Life 2 multiplayer mod. Or Halo 3 slash Reach playtime. I used to do that, and uh, I... I wasn't a fan, to be honest. It got kind of annoying pretty fast. No offense. I'm sure you guys are cool, but that's something I would rather not do. Um, isn't this enough? Come on, I'm on camera. I'm, I'm interacting with you guys. This is cool, right? Come on. I don't. It doesn't have to be a video game, does it? But anyway, thank thank you, Dice. Thank you, all you guys. So um, so here's what's going on. Okay, let me just bring up my material here. So let me get comfortable, and I'll bring up uh, OBS so I can monitor the stream quality and watch it go red as soon as I try and elaborate on a fucking thought in my head. Anyway. Oh, you can see my my hairy leg. Is that pornography? Is is this a violation of terms of service? Someone call YouTube Heroes. Anyway, um, so I got my show back, and uh, so I'll start. Let's. I'm just gonna go over because uh, some people I don't think a show of hands. Well, not, really, but. Uh, how many of you guys know the whole thing, the deal? Like what ha like ha what happened with the show? Should do you want me to briefly go over it or should I just skip that part? I was just going to go over briefly like my time with Machinima and then what happened with their content removal and then um uh 
starts doing it again. You fucking cunt. I swear to God, somebody's fucking throttling me. You fucking bitch. Come on. Oh, that's... That is... Just waiting for it to... For the kilobytes per second rate to go back up. Come on. You fucking asshole. Come on. Shit. Sorry, guys. Are we back? Holy shit. I seriously want to fucking strangle something right now. I want to punch something in the face. Can you guys... Are we back? Can you guys hear me? Fucking hell. I'm going to have to get a 100 foot cable and just wire it. Come on, man. Fuck. This is fucking unbelievable. Let me go into my OBS settings here. You probably can't hear a fucking word I'm saying right now. Okay, how are we doing now? Sorry, guys. This is so fucking stupid. I will get a... So Next time I stream, I will get a solid wired connection. I didn't think this would keep happening. Fuck, I bought that node too, thinking it would work. It was working fine until I start fucking talking. I bet it's Warner Brothers. Some Warner Brothers executives got his finger over a fucking button. Throttling my internet connection. He's got a big cartoonish Acme lever from like a fucking Roadrunner cartoon. Shit. How are we doing? Can you hear me? 
We good now? We're good? All right, it looks good on my end. And now it's dipping again. Fuck! Ugh. You fucking cunt. I'm going to shut it down and do something. I'm not fucking dealing with this. I'm ready to fucking tear my own head off and eat it. I know that's not possible, but I'm going to try anyway. Okay? So just, just, I'm going to shut it down. I'm going to try and fucking fix this and get a solid connection and I'll be right back. All right? Fucking hell. Sorry. <sighs> Holy fucking shit. Okay, I think we're okay now. I hope. I'm praying to the Lord Jesus Christ that this doesn't fucking lag because it's a it's a cable this time. So if this doesn't fucking work, I don't know. I'm gonna have to resort to the power of prayer, I guess. Jesus, are you there? Jesus, take the wheel. Um. Okay. Welcome back. To the See Me After Class podcast, episode number 34, where I go over the whole machinima situation. Uh, we already went over some super chats. I'll, I'll skip the whole intro bit and ju we'll just get pick up where we left off. Sound good? Well, let me just, uh, I'll see if I missed any chats since, uh, no, I think I got everything. Oh, no, there's more. Shit. Um, Mr. Alabaster says dollar sign to fix the maple syrup connection. <laughs> uh, might as well be fucking maple syrup. I should just pour that into the Ethernet port. Be better than the Wi-Fi. Thank you, Mr. Alabaster. Kirkland signature again. Nicker Facket. See, he said the no-no on Steam, XD. No, I didn't because I properly enunciated your words so there nice try thanks kirkland that's that's all your money right it better be you better not have any money in your savings account that 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 b bank balance better be fucking zero it's all mine don't forget kirkland you better be working your ass off at costco to pay, pay for the rest of my fucking studio <laughs> make sure you do it anyway Thank you, Kirkwood. Uh, Scorpion12 says, I could have bought a Happy Meal with this. <laughs> no Happy Meal for you. <clears throat> Only for me. I love the Happy Meal. Thank you, Scorpion. Um, 
Jesus Christ, they just keep pouring in. Holy shit. All right, hang on, hang on, hang on. Um... Where the fuck? Okay, the newest ones are at the bottom. Uh, I'm a Halo 123 says, rest in peace, Mac Miller. Did somebody die? I'm sorry if this sounds, at the risk of sounding insensitive, I don't know who Mac Miller is. But um, if I should, I'm sorry. And uh, if he did actually, if someone did actually die, I'm sorry to hear that. Rest in peace. Muffin says, rest in piss, Mac Miller. Oh, that's not nice. How dare you, Muffin? Have you no heart? Thanks, guys. The Stuart Carson says, To lose a lot of views slash comments on your episode sucks, but to have your show on your channel must feel great. So happy for you. Can't do Patreon, but I'm happy to drop Super Chats. Stuart from Glasgow. Thank you, Stuart from Glasgow. Uh, I appreciate all your support, man, and all your tweets. I recognize you. Um, thanks, buddy. And yes, it does feel great. You're right. And we'll get into that. We'll get into that. Don't worry. Uh, as soon as I finish off these chats, we'll get right into the whole fucking machinima thing. Because there's a lot to talk about. Um, Mr. Alabaster says, breaking news. Canadian man shoots up Warner Brothers. Okay. Let's not joke about that. I mean, I think you should make a, be able to make a joke about anything, but... Let's lay off this the the shooting stuff, all right? I don't I don't want anyone to think that I'm going to hurt somebody. I have my show now. I don't give a fuck. As long as Machinima leaves me alone, I'm happy. I got what I wanted from them. They played ball with me. They gave me what I wanted, so fuck it. I don't have I mean, I still got a beef with them, but I'm going to leave them alone. I'm not going to You know, like I don't want to I don't want to jeopardize the fact that I have the show back. I don't know what they could do to to stop it now. I mean, it's in writing that they gave me permission to upload my videos, but they gave me what I wanted and they apologized over the phone, even though I don't really, their apology kind of means jack shit to me, to be honest, because they had plenty of time to, to fix their wrongs. But um, I got my show now, you know? And that's really all I care about. So, uh, yeah, it does feel great. So, thank you, Stuart. Sorry, I just I did I did Stuart's comment, and then Mr. Alabaster did the joke. Very funny joke. Aren't aren't shootings hilarious? Aren't math mass deaths just so funny? Anyway. Um. Giga Potts says, am I in the right place? Is this Cuckfest 2018? You're sure this hell in the right place, boy. This is a cucks only stream. You better be cuckold. All of you. Yes, you. You too. Um, thanks, Giga Potts. I appreciate it. Simon S says, been, been enjoy your content for years now. Props to everything you create apart from the continuous cuckening on stream. Much love from Munich. Hey, Munich. Awesome. Thanks a lot, man. I'm glad uh, you've been a fan for so long. 
Uh, thank you. Sean Thompson says, congrats, John. Here's to a new start without having to answer to anyone. Fuck yeah, dude. Thank you, Sean. Thank you all you guys for your contributions. So, um, why don't we just get into, uh, why don't we get into the whole machinima thing? So I'm going to, if you guys are going to send super chats, I'm not going to look at that for a while, but I will get to it eventually. Okay. So, but by all means, feel free to s keep sending super chats because there's a there's a reason for it. I'm I'm trying to raise some funds during this stream, and it's to pay for something that uh, I think all of you guys would would be happy about. But uh, I'll talk about that in a minute, okay? So first, uh, uh, I was saying before, how many of you guys are aware of the whole machinima thing? Are you? Are, how many of you guys are aware of my history with Machinima? And like, have you guys? Do you know? Like, are you guys familiar with the old seasons? Do you know what happened with like NLA? And uh, you know, there's seven seasons. You know, in May that the majority of my episodes were pulled down from Machinima's network. So I'm gonna I'm gonna go over all that briefly, if that's. Uh, Everyone, most people are pretty aware. Hmm. Not 100%. All right, I'm going to... All right, all right. I'll go over it briefly, okay? So I'm, I'm not going to... I'm not going to look at the chat for a minute, okay? I'm just going to fucking think about my thoughts. Oh, how how are we, how's the stream doing, by the way? Any lag? Are we okay? Everything's okay so far since we started? Has there been any dips? Press F to pay respects. Has anyone pressed F yet? Since we just started. We good? Okay. No one has to press... No one has had to press F yet. Great. <coughs> uh, all right. So... Right after... Pretty soon after I graduated high school... Uh... There was my whole prom story, my miserable prom night, which uh, I'm sure some of you guys know about. That's in another podcast. You can watch that if uh, in another video if you want to know about that. But anyway, uh, it was after that where uh, I, I had torn a bunch of ligaments in my ankle and I was on my ass basically for two months. And it was at during that time that I became immersed in Internet culture because I was just surfing the web all day pretty much <laughs> waiting for my leg to repair itself. And uh, it was a little while after that that I had made Master Chief Sucks at Halo. So, like, uh, Crackdown had just come out for Xbox 360. And uh, the Crackdown disc had... I'm going to minimize the chat so it's not distracting me. Because just the f I can see the motion out of the corner of my eye and it's distracting me. Is it lagging? You are fucking kidding me. No, are you fucking trolling? You better be trolling me. You, you fucking assholes. Are you you're just typing F now to fuck with me? Is that it? Because it, I don't I don't see that it's going down. No, we're good. You fucking cunts. <laughs> I hate you. Okay. I'm going to I'm going to minimize the chat now so I can think. Okay, fucking trolls. All right. So I made Master Chief Sucks at Halo. So, yeah, Crackdown just came out for Xbox 360, and Crackdown had the Halo 3 beta loaded onto it, right? 
And uh, I was playing the Halo Halo Three beta, and uh, anyone who's pl who played Halo online back then, you know how toxic the community used to be. Um, and so I wanted to make a video that made fun of that. So I made Master Chief sucks at Halo, and Master Chief was meant to satirize that attitude, right? And so I uploaded it to YouTube because I was just curious about whether or not, like, how much how successful it would be, like. Like, oh, I think this is funny. I'll just see how it does. And I uploaded it to YouTube. And this is way before the days of monetization or any shit like that. Like, this, and it was when the internet was really and truly in its infancy and nobody really gave a shit about copyright law. Least of all me. <laughs> Which is why seasons one and two require a complete fucking audio overhaul. Because it's full of tracks, licensed tracks that I don't own. Anyway, so I made Master Chief Sucks at Halo. And uh, around that, a little, a few years before that time, a little company called Machinima had uh, come to fruition in Los Angeles. And the company had seen my video. They'd found my video online. And then they reached out to me via email. And uh, I, was, I was starting my first semester of college at the time. I was in my early 20s, and um, I was taking a course in game design because that's what I thought I wanted to do at first, but then I realized it was too computer science-y for me. So, but uh, anyway, uh, Machinima reached out to me and offered to pay me to keep making stupid videos on YouTube, and I said, hell yeah, dude. And they, they gave me their, their contract, and me being a naive young 20-something, uh... I didn't really care what it said. Actually, in fact, the way it was worded was actually very much in my benefit because at the time, Machinima had vastly underestimated how successful my videos were going to be. So, like, the way it was written, I would get, like, five bucks per thousand views or something like that after, like, a certain threshold was hit, a certain base threshold, and then after that, I'd get an additional five bucks for every thousand views. And so I put out video i made videos for them i created arby and the chief right like so like when when I, f I when i got a show deal with machinima i was i created a show for them and i was like okay i don't know really how to make a show <laughs> yet but i'm going to do the best that i can and take it as seriously as i know how at this moment and i'll i'll learn along the way you know and that's what I did. So I created Arby and the Chief. I, I thought, I analyzed Master Chief Sucks at Halo and what could be better about it. And I was like, well, it's miss it. If I think it would be a lot funnier if it was like a comedy double act between Master Chief and a foil to that character, right? So hence why the Arbiter was created, right? The Arbiter was actually in Master Chief Sucks at Halo 3, but in that video, he was retarded like Master Chief. But in order for it to be really funny, I decided to make Arbiter a foil to Master Chief in that I would make him the intelligent kind of voice of reason, right? So he would he would clash with Master Chief's personality, right? So so I created I created Arby and the Chief for them and I created three seasons. And after the end of the third season, I got burned out and I withdrew. I, I emailed my production manager at the time and I was like, dude, like I it's it's not that I want to wash my hands of the show, Arby and the Chief, but I've had enough of it for now. Like I need to like get away from it because I'm burned out 
and I don't have any new ideas. Like, I don't know what to do. So, like, can you just let me take a break from Arby and the Chief? Because they want they wanted more videos from me, right? Like, as many as possible. And so, um, my production manager was a cool guy. I liked him. And he was like the middleman between me and the the business CEO types that I didn't want to be affiliated with because I don't really like talking to those people. Like, this is why there's different departments in a company, right? You have your creatives, and then you have your business types, and they are so fucking polar opposite, like, mentality, right? I don't give a shit about... I mean, money's nice, don't get me wrong, but I don't give a shit about business and marketing and paperwork and advertisements and all that shit. I just wanted to write funny shit and make movies. That's my department, right? And so I had done three seasons for them, so I don't think asking for a break was unreasonable. You know, I was just like, dude, I need, I just need a breather and I'll come back to it eventually. I think that's what I said to them. And my production manager talked with them and said, Look, we want to, we'll give you a break, but we want to keep the show going. So this is this was the this is how Arby and the Chief in L.A. came to fruition. In L.A., the toys go to Hollywood. What zany antics are they going to get into in Los Angeles? Los Angeles. Like anybody gives a fuck about Los Angeles. Like Los Angeles is noteworthy in any positive way. It's only it's notorious for being a a cesspool for, like, a freak show that attracts the worst kind of fucking people in the world. They all go to Los Angeles looking for airtime, and, you know, they're so desperate to be on camera, whatever fucking form that takes. And everybody's so vain and self-obsessed and rude over there, and it's smoggy as fuck. The humidity over there is really nice. That's about the only thing I like about it. But anyway, so... Uh... Um, so they were, they were going to make Arby and the Chief in LA and they were going to produce it in-house without my involvement. I think I, I think I said I'd work on another show during the downtime. Like I just creatively wanted, like I was still willing to make videos. I think this might've been around the time I made One Life Remaining or Hard Justice or whatever. I can't remember, but, um, Arby and the Chief, I just needed a break from in particular. I didn't want to do that storyline anymore for a while. And so my manager was like, okay, so while you're doing your downtime, we'll produce a season in-house. We'll handle the scripts. We'll handle the, the, uh, the filming, the editing, all of that. And you don't have to, he's talking to me, right? Like you don't have to worry about anything. Um, but what we will do is uh, we will send you the scripts and you can approve them. And once they're approved, then we'll go ahead and produce them. And I was like, all right, sounds cool. And so then that happened. And then the screenwriter was my manager, my production manager, who I don't think was a screenwriter. Um, I don't th I'm not sure he'd written anything. And his writing, he's a nice guy. I'm not shitting on him, but his writing was just, his screenwriting was terrible. And uh, he sent me the draft of the first episode, and I was like, I was like, fuck, man, where do I start? I mean, I'm supposed to approve this, right? 
but like if i if i just said no this is unacceptable do it again not only was i worried about that sounding really egotistical of me but uh, and rude but it's just like i i feel i got the sense that no matter what he did to try and fix it i would still be not happy with it because it wasn't me doing it you know and so i made a bad i made a poor decision and I just said, you know what, just go ahead and make it. If this is what you want to do, like, if, like, I need a break, okay? And you need to keep making the show. So it was like an unstoppable force meets an immovable object kind of thing. I was just like, you do what you got to do. Just, just fucking make it, whatever. Maybe it'll turn out okay. Of course it didn't. It was a fucking disaster. Pilot came out. And then a few more episodes came out and it was just received terribly. Everybody was just like, what the fuck is this, dude? This isn't the same thing. They got everything wrong. It wasn't shot right. The, the, the frame rate wasn't right. The shots weren't right. The puppeteering wasn't right. The subtitles were wrong. The way the voices sounded was wrong. Uh, just every, the writing, the ethos behind the scripts, it was just all fucking wrong, you know? And I was just like, fuck me, man. I was getting really annoyed because I'm like, fuck, this, you know, the reputation for the show is deteriorating. And so I, after the first few episodes, I was like, I'll get, I'll do the writing. I'll do the, I'll write the rest of them. You keep producing it in-house and I'll handle the scripts. Hoping that that would save it to some degree. But it was still dog shit because like, even though I was writing the scripts, I was still continuing this the story that they had established. Like, I couldn't just... I, it, it felt weird to just, like, do something different, like a third of the way into the season. So I just wrote a bunch of episodes that were shit, I admit. And it was just a way of finishing off that storyline that they had established. Because I, I guess I was, it was just me being too agreeable because I didn't want to throw what they had done already out the window. Because I, I was still young at the time, you know? I didn't want to, like... I didn't want to be a diva, you know what I mean? Where I've got all these demands because I'm such a fucking big shot. Like, I wasn't... I didn't have that mentality at all. But um, I, I was really annoyed the, about the poor reception of the whole thing. And then as soon as the whole Arby and the chief in LA thing was over. I said, I'll take it back. Um, give, give me the show back and I'll, I feel better now. I don't need a break anymore. I'm good now. So just give me the show. And I picked it up from season four and I handled everything again. I did the writing. I did the editing, puppeteering, all every, every fucking thing. And I did season four and that was really well received. I think some of my best episodes are in season four. And then, uh, uh, that this was a very pivotal point for the fan base because I, I polarized a lot of people at this point because uh, somebody on Twitter said uh, my show suffers from Cerberus syndrome. It's basically where a comedy show all of a sudden starts taking itself too seriously and becomes not what it was before. But to a degree, that's true. It wasn't what it was before, but I don't think it was to the detriment of the show. I, I thought the show was getting better. I thought what I was doing was an improvement to the show. There's gonna be all, there's always going to be some people who disagree with me and think it 
you know the earlier earlier seasons are better and the the new direction I took was shit um but I'm not convinced I I still think what I did was was good I I liked that I expanded on what the show was I'm I like that I took the storytelling way more seriously and it helped really helped me develop my story still storytelling skills in fact it was in season four that my understanding of screenwriting and storytelling really took off there was a particular episode called uh what the fuck was it digital fruitcakes the um the clockwork orange parody episode and then after that it was night of the evading dead that was really the point where something clicked for me and uh, i started taking the scripts really seriously at that point and um the structure of the episodes you know and they're at there that's where the point where there is actual character development like the characters would change throughout the course of an episode or throughout the course of a season right and so season four was done, and then season five was story-driven, and then season six was story-driven, heavily influenced by Breaking Bad. I was obsessed with Breaking Bad at the time, and I thought, this is the fucking best show I've ever seen on TV, one of the best shows ever, and it's so fucking compelling. And, like, it wasn't that I wanted to copy Breaking Bad, but I wanted to, like, I wanted my show to have the same level of, Com- the same compelling nature about it you know where it's like i have to watch the next episode like how do i replicate that feeling you know of just like i've got to see what happens next and so i loved that hyper serialized approach where basically like season five six and seven all those episodes are basically like one episode like season five is basically one big episode uh how many episodes is that? Like thir- 10, 13? I can't remember. Something like that. For season five, anyway. And with each successive season, there was more episodes. And then season... So then... Season five, I built up to this big wedding crash as a finale, which I thought was really cool. I started doing non-linear storytelling for the first time. I thought that worked out really well, even though people were really impatient with me. Right up until the finale... And the finale blew everyone away in season five. And they were like, oh, okay, fine. That was, that was fuck. I got to, I got to hand it to you, John. That was pretty fucking cool. And I was, that was one of the most grueling fucking edits, edits, episode edits that I've ever done. Just freaking out. And my hands are constantly shaking and I'm chain smoking cigarettes by the window at like four in the morning, editing, trying to get the episode out on time. It was fucking brutal, man. And then I did season six and then season seven and I took the story even more seriously. And season seven was the longest, at that point, the longest season I had done by far. I think I'm not even done season eight yet, but the total the total accumulated runtime of season eight is already longer than the entirety of season seven. And I'm not even done season eight yet. Not even close. <laughs> even though it started three years ago, everyone's like, what the fuck, man? When is this gonna end? When is season eight gonna end? Like 2040? There's gonna be fucking flying cars. Food is gonna be in pill form. We're all gonna be fucking plugged into the Matrix by then. Everyone's gonna be living in a fucking VR with hentai waifus. Anyway, so I made season five, six, and seven, right? And, uh,. Season seven was divided into two halves. Halfway through season seven, I wanted a break, another break. And then I came back and I finished off season seven. 
and I think I definitely uh, it paid off for the show for me taking that break. You know, I felt like I needed it. So there's that halfway point, and then I picked up exactly where it left off for the second half, and then I think I brought it to again a polarizing end, but one that I'm still proud of to this day because I. I knew I wanted to reach that end from the very beginning of season seven. And it's foreshadowed from the very, f nearly the very first frame of season seven. The very, f uh, one of the very first, one of the, f one of the first frames of season seven in the first episode foreshadows the end of season seven. And it's like 25 episodes long. So I was, I was really, I was really proud of how far ahead I thought about that, you know? And there's a, l a hell of a lot of thought I put into that season. And I think it paid off. And I'm really proud of it. But anyway, okay. So that part of the story is over. So I had just finished season seven, right? And um, at that point, I had a new contact at Machinima. I'm not going to name any names, but I had a new contact. And he had me sign a new contract going forward. And he had me sign this new contract uh, with me under the impression that they were willing to go forward with me. Like, they wanted more content from me. Like, I had pitched to them the idea. Like, Arby and the Chief was done, right? So I'm like, that's the series finale. And so if you guys want to keep working with me, I have a new show idea, and I'll start producing that. And I was under the impression that they were completely on board with that. And so... Uh, they had me, they said, yeah, sure. But they had me sign a new contract going forward. Now I didn't pay too much attention to the wording of it at the time, unfortunately, but in that, in that, in that new contract that I signed, uh, there was all these, there were these, uh, I don't want to get into specifics about what the contract said, but they were, there were revised clauses in regard to content control um uh disclosure and um uh employment status so at that and ever with every new contract i sign it supersedes all the terms and conditions of the previous contract so i had signed this new thing and um <laughs> one of one of the revisions to this new contract was that you can't disclose the terms of the contract and said clause persists even beyond termination of the agreement so i'm like like so i was i just realized this recently cuz i was reading over my past contracts i'm like fuck they can just do that like they can just write it's it's like you know how you're if you're playing with like a spoiled kid, like you're playing a game and this spoiled bratty kid just makes up a bunch of rules on the fly? Like, oh, you can't use that spell. I've got special armor on. Like Cartman from South Park, essentially. It was like the contract equivalent of that where they can just write whatever bullshit rule they want. So you can't talk about these contracts at all. You can't go into detail about these contracts even after the, t the, the contract has terminated. I was like, that's fucking shady. Anyway, I'm getting ahead of myself. So I, I had signed this thing, right? And then I, 
and then the new show that I was going to develop for them was Chemotherapy, right? Some of you probably saw it. It's on my channel. Um, I, I had made a pilot episode of the show, and then I submitted it. I submitted that to them, and that sat on their servers for like at least a month, I think, or a number of weeks at least. And uh, I was waiting for feedback the whole time. I'm like, you guys do want to go forward with, with me, right? So, like, what's the holdup here? Like, if there's a problem with what I've submitted to you, let me know. If there isn't, why aren't you uploading it to your channel? Like, I don't get what the holdup is here. And so, like, a month later or a number of weeks later, I finally get feedback on my pilot saying, uh... Uh... They basically told me my pilot episode for Chemotherapy was way too edgy and that it was on the level of a BBC satire and that they thought my show was too smart for their for their general audiences. And I kept insisting, dude, you vastly underestimate the intelligence of your audience. Like, what I'm doing isn't highbrow. It's just like, it's, sat it's satire, but that doesn't mean it's hard to get, you know? Your audience isn't fuck as fucking retarded as you think. Like, they'll get it. Don't worry. They got Army and the Chief just fine. They'll get this. But they were just... They thought it was too... It would go over people's heads, and they wanted me to tone it down. They thought it was too edgy, because, like, the chemotherapy pilot had... A, like, the, the whole joke was that I would play this character, right, who's the host of a video game review show... And that he insists that he's not a fanboy. But the opening gag of the pilot was that he carves Xbox into his forearm with a razor blade. And you can see, like, the fake blood and stuff. Like, it looked really convincing on camera. I thought it was funny as fuck. Apparently that was too edgy. I'd, I'd, I'd traumatize you guys for life if you saw that. Oh, Jesus. So, um, so they were like... They were like, you got to tone it down. I was like, okay. So I gave them a nerfed version of that. That wasn't as funny. I thought it was lame. But I was just like, this is what they want. So I gave that to them. And I, I was waiting weeks again for feedback. And so I'm e emailing them like, what's going on? I'm still waiting for feedback. Still nothing. And then I start getting impatient. And I sent this impatient email saying, hey, what the fuck's going on, man? And then I finally get an email back from my contact saying that they don't want to work with me anymore. Conveniently, right after I had signed this new contract that superseded everything from the old contract and had those re revised disclosure clauses and content control clauses. And, um, you know, coincidentally, they had me sign that. And then they decided to let me go very soon after. And they, they were telling me that there was no... The company didn't have any money, so they had to cut a bunch of staff. You guys are, do you guys remember that when there was mass layoffs at Machinima, they fired a lot of their staff, a lot of key members that I thought were cool. Like, uh, not everyone at Machinima was a fucking asshole. Although there was a lot of sweet people there: Adam Kovic, uh, Matt Danovic, Kale Anonymous. Um, there's a few other ones, like uh, a bunch that acted in my show, like uh, Hutch. 
I, I can't remember I can't remember his real name. Hutch was his handle. And then uh Bruce Green. Um I don't know if like they remember me or I'm sure they do. But um Rob Talbert, that was another one. He was another one. Um I think all of those guys got axed. And but I was skeptical about them having no money. I'm like, what are you fucking kidding me? All that ad revenue you guys are collecting and you're telling me you have no fucking money? I mean, if I was getting millions of views on my channel through ad rev and I was getting the ad revenue off that, I'd be a fucking rich motherfucker, I'm, I'm pretty sure. Like, what are you guys spending it on? You guys buying f or spending all your money on fucking yacht parties over there? Like, what are you doing? Just buying mounds of Scarface mounds of Coke? What is it you're doing? I'm not saying they did that. I'm just, like, curious about where all that fucking money went. Because I think they were doing pretty well, view and advertisement-wise. But anyway... Um, what next? So they, they sent me an email saying they were letting me go, right? And I was just like... Fuck, alright. Like... This was a really unprofessional way to handle it. I mean, you should have let me know. You should have let me known this, like, before I made even the, the new pilot. Like, the whole thing was fucking suspicious. Like, it seemed like they wanted to drop me off, as, drop me as soon as Arby and the Chief was done. And then they had me sign this new contract while I was under the impression they wanted to go forward with me. And then all of a sudden, they didn't want to work with me anymore. And they didn't let me know until, like, months later and so i was like all right we'll go our separate ways then but i'm missing some money i think at that point i was missing 10 grand in like you know payments that that i was due that i had not received and to their credit i got the the majority of, of it back but i think there's still about three grand that i was owed that i was convinced that i was owed from them and but uh, they were insisting on their end that they had gone over all the invoices that they had, but I was convinced that wasn't the case. I even sent them like a color-coded chart saying like, look, these are the fucking, these are the months that you must be overlooking over there. And they were like, well, we're, we've gone through all our paperwork. We can't find any more invoices. Like uh, on our end, it looks like we've taken care of everything. And I was just, I was so fucking infuriated. I was just like, you know what? I'll let it go. Just don't bother me again. I don't want to talk to you guys anymore. And uh, I went, we went our separate ways. I didn't, I didn't talk to them again. So fast forward five years to May of this month, where out of a total of, I think, 146 videos that I had made for Machinima's channel over a span of five years, they had removed about 100 of them. That's like two-thirds of all my videos made private for no ex no explained reason. They didn't tell me anything. No notification. And it wasn't just me either. It was a shitload of people. Like uh, Kale Anonymous. He got fucked horribly by Machinima. He made so much content for them. And unlike me, like I, thankfully I had fans that archived all my shit. Nobody archived his stuff, I don't think. So he lost it all. They deleted all his shit, and now he has nothing, like no body of work to speak of. And he made really good shit. 
he made a show called Critical Flaw, which in particular I really liked. I thought it was hilarious. And he lost all that. But that wasn't the only thing. He did a shitload of content for them and interviews and press coverage and panel coverage and tourism coverage that, that he lost it all, right? And and no, not just him, a bunch of other directors, like a bunch of people that... Because they, they deal primarily with youth, right? Young directors, right? Because that's usually the the kind of people who make machinima are like i don't want to say they're all kids but they're all young you know kids to young adults right and it because it's all rooted in video games right and video games is like a kids slash young adult hobby right because machinima started with with quake and doom before that in the 90s and then even before that there was the computer software demo scene i don't know if you guys are familiar with that but in the 80s that was a huge thing i'll get into that later um but uh so machinima pulls down a shitload of their content i thought it was just my show at first right but then i start looking into it a bit more and then like i look i see this screenshot someone took of their youtube analytics and it says that they have like ne negative a billion views like like all at once so it's just like oh shit that can't be just all my stuff they must be taking down a shitload of stuff like why the fuck are they doing this and then i also noticed that they have a new logo which coincidentally is the complete inverse of the old logo instead of black and and red with curved edges it's white and green with straight edges Hmm, I wonder what they're trying to do. Maybe a complete inverse of their brand. They're, they're trying to... Like, they want to retain the name Machinima, but uh, they want to shake off all the controversy that's associated with their company, right? So I think they were convinced that a rebranding and a, a website-slash-logo redesign would shake all that off, right? And uh, I'm like, why the fuck would they decide to do this? And then that's when I found out about the Warner Brothers acquisition. So, uh. and, th and this I, I really object to, okay? So what Machinima had done was, and I really and truly morally objected to this, even though contractually I figured I was fucked, morally I knew this was, I knew this was wrong what they were doing. They had, for across a span of years, they had built... They had built success for themselves off the backs of their everybody who was participating in their young directors program, right? So they had this wealth of content. They gained a certain level of success based off of that. And then once they reached that level of success and gained the attention of Warner Brothers, Warner Brothers acquired them. So now they're like a, they are a sub entity of Warner Brothers. They're a part of that family. And then I guess. In order to be a part of the Warner Brothers family, they had to clean up their act, so to speak. So then they decide to bury the work of all those young directors, leaving them with no body of work to speak of to to use as to use for future employment, like as a demo reel, or just to even persist online as like just a creatively satisfying legacy. That's how I worded it. You know, 
because like if you if you're a filmmaker right and you make a deal with a studio and you make a movie under their under a contract with them you don't expect that movie to go anywhere like like not erased like like what what fucking filmmaker in the world exists where they would okay, they would be okay with their movie being erased for, all traces of their movie being erased in 5 to 10 years like the whole point one of one of the major purposes of doing film is that you have a legacy that persists throughout throughout history and withstands the test of time it's not going to go anywhere people can always watch it no matter how much time passes if I knew all my content was going to disappear in 10 years, I wouldn't have signed that contract to begin with. Like, I had no reason to think they would pull all their content down. And it fucking annoyed me. All these fucking cunts on Twitter and Reddit who are just, like, contrarians desperate for an argument, right? They're just like, well, to, to play devil's advocate, he did, like, he signed the dotted line. And they'll say dotted line instead of, instead of just contract in order to to like emphasize my decision to like sign a contract and knowingly agree to their terms and conditions even though I was a young guy at the time I mean I I should have been smarter about it I should have I should have read in detail what I was signing right but I'm in my early 20s I don't give a shit they're they're offering me money to make stupid movies on YouTube and I was like hell yeah and I'm sure that's the, that was the reaction of every kid they approached because they're kids. Like, that's... I've... It's so fucking twisted. You know? They, they, they get these... They deal with youth primarily. Get them to sign these horrible contracts. Right? And then they get screwed over later. And then they tell people... And people online are telling people like me, Well, you signed a contract and they can do whatever they want with it. So fuck you. No, fuck you, alright? You can suck my fucking cock. Like so little sympathy if you had if you guys had any fucking idea how much work i put into that show across all seven seasons your fucking head would explode if you could really truly comprehend the amount of work and thought that went into each of those seasons accumulatively your fucking brain would just go <laughs> blood everywhere and i got i was really annoyed by that uh, like how can you be so fucking insensitive? Like you're you're just being contrarian, playing devil's advocate for its own sake because you want to look like Oh the fuck I don't know, man. And maybe they got a point and I'm just being irrationally angry about it, but I thought what Machinima was doing was wrong. I was just convinced that what they were doing was wrong. And uh I made a stink about it. I was like, no, fuck that. So I sent them an ang I sent Machinima an angry tweet one day. I was just like, "Hey, it's me, John Graham, the guy you fucked in the ass today." Uh, noticed that uh, two thirds of all my videos are gone for no fucking reason. Just wondering what the hell's going on. And then, uh, uh, Machinima slid into my DMs after that, and they were like, uh. Hey, we sent you, we, we just sent you an email in regard to the situation. Thanks. And then I, I started communicating with their uh, talent, one of their talent production coordinators, whatever the title is, I can't remember. 
some t talent manager, right? And I'm talking to this girl. And um, she's I haven't met her before. She's probably nice just doing her job. But, I mean, just full of shit though, right? I mean, she's just a, a voice box for whatever script Warner Brothers or Slash Machinima has prepared for her to say to me to just get me to go away. Because I think that's really what they wanted. Um, so I'm talking with this chick. And um, she says, uh, I mean, you, a bunch of you guys, you probably, like, if you want to know what I wrote in the emails, uh, like, I'll, I'll, I will share with you today the last email I sent to them, which I think, which I'm convinced is the thing that tipped this whole thing over. But if you want to hear the rest of the emails that I sent, you just check my previous podcast. A, a bunch of you have probably heard them already. Anyway, um, I was very nice to begin with, but as the months went by, I got increasingly impatient and my emails got more rude and more sarcastic. Uh, not undeservingly, I felt, because they were really fucking testing my patience. And um, I was perfectly affable in the beginning. I wasn't at first with the tweet, but once we started emailing, I was like, okay, well, maybe we'll get somewhere now, so I'll just be nice. And so I just laid it out. I was like, I worked with you guys since from 2008 to 2013. I just noticed all my videos are getting pulled, and I want to know what the fuck's happening. And then uh, she comes back to me with some bullshit. Like, she uses all this jargon, like... Uh, my my operational team is conducting some analyses. I'm like, oh, they're conducting analyses. Are they with their fucking lab coats on? You know, with beakers full of, one beaker full of red liquid, one with blue liquid, and then they pour one into the other, and then they get green smoke coming out. Those kind of ana analyses. Because you're so, you're, you're scientists over there. This This is so fucking complicated what you're doing. Operational analyses. Get the fuck out of here. Anyway, so... I'm like, okay, let them do their analyses and get back to me when you can. And so like a week or a number of weeks had passed and I'm still not hearing anything. So I keep sending them emails like, dude, what's what's going on? Will you fucking tell me something? And they just keep dodging my questions, stepping outside, stepping, not telling me a goddamn thing. And then eventually I, I come back to them with an email, an impatient email saying like, look, it's been like a month now. I still don't have a fucking clue where we stand. Like, how about throwing me a fucking bone here, man? Like, I've, I've done so much work for you guys. You guys wouldn't... I wasn't the only one who brought them to success, but I was one of the key players. And so for you to just bury all my work and go forward with this lucrative Warner Brothers deal that you wouldn't have landed if it weren't for guys like me, like, fuck that. I remember that chick was like... uh Oh, yeah, she, she explained that it was house cleaning, right? They were house cleaning because they were newly acquired by Warner Brothers. Um, she didn't explicitly state that at first, but she didn't need to because all their fucking e corporate emails are like... Like, this doesn't show up if it's like one an email from one machinima.com address to another, but if it's a machinima.com address to somebody outside the machinima network then there'll be this text that's in like highlighted in yellow that'll say like this 
this response originates outside of the Warner Brothers network. <laughs> you know, just so, you know, the employees are kept on their toes. And they're like, oh, I better play my cards pretty close to my chest here. Because this guy doesn't work with Warner Brothers. You know, he's outside the network. He's not one of us. So we better be careful. And so right that right there tells me, like, they're not being completely honest with me, right? That might not be necessarily the case, but there's just... It just annoyed me, okay? So, anyway. So, uh, this chick was like, uh, I regret to inform you that if we if we find your videos to be inappropriate, we won't be putting them... Like, we've, fl we've pulled... We've, we've just been acquired by Warner Brothers, right? And we have all this old content that we now believe may not be suitable for our new audience that we're trying to reach. So... They just decided to pull everything down all at once. And then they're going to review all however the fuck many videos they pulled down one at a time and screen them all for appropriateness, whatever the fuck that means. That could mean anything in this retarded, politically correct environment we live in now where everything fucking sucks and everybody's humorless and you can't make jokes anymore and you can't say radically controversial things such as boys are boys and girls are girls you can't say that anymore that's bad that's fucking evil if you say that so like i don't know what the fuck appropriate means and i'm asking them what their screening process is like it's like what what are you screening for exactly and if you find material that's inappropriate what are you going to be doing to the videos exactly are you going to be bleeping them are you going to be deleting episodes entirely? Are you going to be removing shots? Which they've done already without notifying me in the past. Um, like, what are you going to do? Like, are, are you going to put up the censored episodes and it's all just going to be botched horse shit that's going to frustrate all my fans? They're just like, what the fuck is this? Upload the original. What the fuck are you guys doing? Like, I felt that that's what was going to happen. And I was just... I was so fucking upset. You know? It's just like... I felt like I was screwed either way. Like if they were going to put my videos back up on the off chance that they were going to put my videos back up, that they would be censored all to, to shit and nobody would think they were funny anymore. And they would be full of beeps and bleeps and <laughs> deleted scenes and like just removing all the charm from it essentially. Right. So I, I don't know what to think. And, um, and so I keep asking them what's, what's going to happen. And they keep dodging my fucking questions. It gets to a point where that this chick keeps spamming to me, uh, this issue is pending with our legal team. I'm like, okay, fine. Like a week later, I email them again. Like, hey, what's going on? Still waiting for an update. And she's like, yeah, it's still pending with our legal team. But before that, she had sent me a spreadsheet full of copyright claims. And I guess the implication was that this spreadsheet full of copyright claims was the end-all be-all of why they were pulling the videos down in the first place, which not, wasn't what they told me initially. They told me that they, were, they pulled them down for house-cleaning reasons. That was the word they used. And then all of a sudden I get this spreadsheet full of copyright claims that I'm like, what does this have to do with the video availability? Like a video can still be available if it has a copyright claim on it. Sometimes they'll get pulled, but not all the time. So you're telling me this is just about copyrights now? Like, let's assume that all these copyright disputes get resolved. What then? 
you guys are still you guys are still concerned about the subject matter in the episodes, right? So like are they still going to be they're still going to be screened for content and and reviewed, right? So you still haven't answered my questions about the review process. How long is it going to take? What are you going to do to them exactly? What is it you're looking for? What is it that's not okay? They weren't telling me any of this shit. And so I went through their spreadsheet full of copyright claims which was which had a bunch of errors in it like links leading to the wrong videos than what they said in the spreadsheet and incorrect time codes and incorrect labels for the tracks that were you know that I shouldn't have used and most of those claims are fucking horseshit by the way because fucking YouTube and YouTube's dumb fucking robots that just mass flag everything like like firing buckshot, you know, they don't even care what the fuck they're aiming at. Like they these robots just fire out flags and claims with no acknowledgement of any prior agreement that was made, such as Microsoft saying that they can uh machinima creators are allowed to use tracks from the Halo game score because it falls under Microsoft's game content usage rules. So back then it was okay for me to use the Halo theme, which is why you hear the Halo theme at the beginning and end of uh, all the season three episodes. I think season one and two, I think, at least some of them. Um, but that, that was the reason uh, I was using the Halo theme was because at the time it was okay. But then YouTube is all fucking full of robots now and they don't give a fuck about like any of those prior arrangements. And YouTube is like guilty until proven innocent now. God, it's such fucking bullshit. The other day, I re-uploaded the episode, th season three, episode one, Cold. I uploaded that and it has a bunch of licensed tracks in it. Every track, by the way, I purchased a license for. The only problem is I, f I found the emails to my uh, my initial co contact at Machinima. Like, I found a really old email in 2008 that had a zip file containing the licenses for those tracks in the cold episode. But uh, the thing is, Hotmail archived the email, but not the attachments. So I can see the link to a zip file in that email. But if I try to access the zip file, it'll say the file file's not found, right? 404. And uh, But within that zip file, I know where the PDFs that had the proof of purchase of for those tracks in the episode Cold, right? So I recently re-uploaded Cold, right? And uh, I didn't even... As soon as the upload was done, I didn't even publish the fucker yet. Before it was even published. Like, I try, I click to monetize, and it's like, sorry, you can't do this. I'm like, what the fuck? And then I realized, like, oh, they flagged it already. And there was three separate claims on it for three different tracks, all of which I owned the licenses for. I paid for all of those tracks. But YouTube doesn't give a fuck. YouTube's cyborgs, they're just like, oh, that's a track that's not yours. It belongs to this faceless media conglomerate. It, Epic Elite, I think it was called. Like, what the fuck is that? I haven't heard of that in my life. At any point in my life. I, I don't know. What is this company? And so, I filed a dispute. So, you, you go on YouTube, right? And you go through their dispute process. And you're like, uh, 
there's like a million fucking check boxes that you have to check. It's like, I verify that I'm telling the truth and blah, 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 blah. And this, I'm really serious about this dispute. And yes, I want to confirm this. And yes, I want to go through with this and blah, 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 blah. It's like a million pages until it actually pushes the dispute through. Because they, if you're going to dispute it, they YouTube wants you to be absolutely sure that you have sufficient evidence to, to prove it. And I knew that I bought the licenses. But uh, they, YouTube's dispute page doesn't even have like a search for slash attach file thing so you can actually show them proof of purchase. All there is on their dispute page is a text field for you to briefly state why this claim is bullshit. And so I wrote, in 2008, I purchased these tracks from stockmusic.net. Stock-music.net. I don't think that website exists anymore, but it did at one point, and I bought the tracks from there. And there, as far as I know, there was no statute of limitations on that. As far as I knew, that license persisted forever. So this whole claim thing is bullshit. And so I forward the claims, right? And then it looks like I'm in the clear for a few days. But then a couple days later, I get an email back saying, "Sorry, we couldn't get rid of your we couldn't get rid of the claim because this third party has determined that the claim their claim is still valid." And it's like YouTube's YouTube lists like reasons this could have happened. One, uh your your reasoning was insufficient. I'm like, well, YouTube has no fucking option to attach proof of purchase. So what the fuck am I supposed to do? I'm already doing the best I can. I explicitly stated, I bought this fucking thing in 2008. What's the problem? <laughs> but the, the third party, whoever the fuck it is, can just go, nope. Nah, fuck it. Fuck you in your asshole. We're gonna keep our claim on your video anyway, whether you like it or not. So I'm... I'm like, fuck, man, what do I have to do? What can I do? Nothing. And YouTube's like, you can, you can dispute this again, but if you do, and the third party determines that it's invalid again, then they can have your video pulled permanently. So I was like, well, fuck, I'm already lucky enough that I'm able to upload my videos in the first place, so I decided then that I didn't want to risk it, and I was like, fuck it. And, you know, to be, to be honest, it's not a huge deal. It's, it's one video out of a surplus of videos, and there's not, out of the total videos I've done, most of them are my original music. Like, season four and, and onward are all my original tracks that I made, because I was fed up buying licenses. It's like, fuck it, I'll just make the music. So, I'm fine there. But it's just fucking annoying. This guilty until proven innocent shit and this dispute process is bullshit. And the fact that they favor these big shady conglomerates over the small YouTubers. Even though I have proof of per I know I bought the fucking things. And I disputed it. But it doesn't matter. They can just go, no. Even though, like, I'm still out of pocket for buying that track. But I guess you're saying, based on nothing that I can't use it anymore for commercial purposes. Thanks a lot. Awesome. Where the fuck was I? I'm not looking at the chat yet. I'm on a roll here. <laughs> God knows what everyone's saying by now. They're probably like, oh, calm down, John. We don't like to see you upset. 
I'm not upset, okay? I'm I a little bit, but I mean, I've got my show back and so I can't monetize one video. Big fucking deal. Who cares? It's just annoying. I I think their dispute process is bullshit and I think they need to rework it. But anyway, so where the fuck did I leave off? I got into this whole dispute thing. Uh. Um, so Machinima pulled my videos down. I was in contact with them. They were telling me it's pending with their legal team. And... Okay, so the last email I got from them was on June 15th, right? And so fast forward to like the end of August. And I still haven't heard anything from their legal team. And so I'm like, well, the emails aren't working. So what the fuck do I do now? Hang on. Let me just bring up my list here, my timeline. I figure out where where I am. Um, oh, so the, this, the copyright claims, right? The spreadsheet that they sent me. So the day I got that email, the day I got the spreadsheet, I spent that entire afternoon digging up every single receipt for every fucking track that I ever purchased throughout my time with Machinima from 2008 to 2013. Every receipt. So the, the only claims in the spreadsheet that wouldn't have been covered by those receipts were the Halo tracks from the Halo soundtrack, which is fine and because it's under, under Microsoft's rules. And... There are a bunch of tracks there from seasons one and two that I objectively shouldn't have used. And I used them at the time because I didn't, back then, I didn't give a fuck about copyright law. And neither did Machinima. They let me do it. Nobody gave a fuck about copyright law back then because the internet was the Wild West. It still is the Wild West. But back then it was Will Smith, Wild Wild West. You know? Well, there's, there's just no regulation and everyone is just violating copyright law left and right. Nobody gave a fuck because YouTube was just like virtual, virtually brand new but back then, right? And even though we've, we've, come a, we've come some distance in terms of copyright law on the internet, like f laying the, the rules down, as a species, we are still very much in the infancy of the internet. We've still got a, a lot of progress to make. But we're, we're getting somewhere slowly, but we're still in the infancy of the internet. We don't really know what we're doing with it yet. We don't know how to deal with it. I mean, we're, as a species, we're in a state of chaos right now with like s social media and the political polarization and, and it just sucks right now. Political correctness and all that shit and it's the, the introduction of the internet is a huge thing for the human species, right? I mean, it changes things radically, the way we all connect with each other across the globe instantaneously. That's, that is brand new. Like, considering how long we've been on the earth and how long we've been evolving for, to all of a sudden have the internet like that, where we can, all of a sudden, we have global instantaneous broadcasting to, from one point in the world to any other point in the world. That's fucking huge. That is so fucking huge. That is a revolution in communication. A huge revolution. But nobody thinks of the internet that way because the internet is so closely associated with memes and stupid bullshit. To so many people, the internet's just a big fat joke, right? That everybody takes for granted. 
It's why so many millennials are so fucking insufferable and annoying. They take all this shit for granted. They think the internet was always here. You know? They grew up, they came out of the womb with a fucking iPhone in their hands. And they think they're so entitled to everything. And if there's anything in the world that they don't like, they can just make a petition on change.org and mold the world around them like they're Neo at the end of the fucking Matrix. I am the one. I can change, bend reality to my will. Wah, 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 wah. Fucking assholes. Ungrateful pricks. Anyway. Where was I? Shit. I can't remember. Uh, the spreadsheet. Okay. So I dug up all the receipts and I spent the whole afternoon doing it. And one by one for every receipt, I was redacting. I was using Adobe Acrobat to redact sensitive information because it had like my, my home, my old home address on it. And I wanted to get rid of that. And, uh, and so I, I sent them all the receipts across five years for and it would have covered most of the copyright claims and weeks went by and I never heard anything and so I'm like hey what's going on with the copyright claims any progress how about a single fucking update of any kind has anybody done anything has anybody has one, a single staff member at Machinima taken a breath in and a breath out <sighs> that would be progress of some kind like tell me something fuck what are you doing over there and I, I was really fucking sarcastic at, at one point. I was in my email. I was just like, oh, it's pending with your legal team. Is it still? Well, let me know when they're done playing beer pong and pin the tail on the donkey in there. You know, long enough for, for somebody to use their fucking motor skills to perhaps walk their fat ass out of that conference room, go to their keyboard and write me a fucking email giving me a progress update. A progress update to one of their key players who helped build their success to what it is now to, to the point where they could make a deal with Warner Brothers in the first place you guys are such assholes fuck ah I was so mad you have no idea how fucking mad I was okay so anyway <laughs> don't worry we're having fun we're, we're all having fun here aren't we um uh, all right, where was I? So I sent the receipts, right? I'm just going to take a peek at the chat. I want to see what's going on. <laughs> oh my God, they're so fucking, just endless spam. <laughs> That's great. Okay. Um, <clears throat> I'm not going to, I'm still not looking at the chat. Okay, so, uh... Where are we? So they're not getting back to me, right? I'm still waiting on an update. And so this is when I start the hashtag. Hashtag save Arby and the chief. It's so fucking douchey, but I was I hate hashtags. Ugh, I hate them. Especially when they're so flippant, you know? Like everything's a fucking hashtag. Hashtag ate breakfast this morning. Good for you, you cunt. Why don't you just eat it and shut up? <clears throat> um <clears throat> so so I started this hashtag and I'm sure to the annoyance of absolutely everybody who follows me on Twitter I started this aggressive social media campaign where I would just basically retweet anybody who was tweeting my hashtag 
and I was trying to I was trying to encourage people to be vocal, you know, because at this point I'm fucked unless I can get people to be vocal about the situation. Right. It's like, I can't do this on my own, guys. So, like, if you're a fan of the show and you want to see it return, I need help here. OK, so, like, be annoying on Twitter until I get my way, basically. Because I felt that I was in the right... I actually had some moral ground to stand on. I wouldn't... I recognize that there's a responsibility with have, that comes with having a following, right? I wouldn't just sick my Twitter followers on anybody. But this, this is an extreme circumstance where I feel like I'm truly and really and truly being wronged here, right? And, you know, it's... They're at a lot... My fans are at a loss, too. Because they're fans of the show and they can't watch it anymore. Not reliably. I mean, they have to wait for some other fucker on YouTube to upload all my content, you know? It's the hilarious thing about the internet. Like, I was thinking... I, I, jo I made a joke on Twitter saying, you know, I work my ass off. I work my ass off making videos for Machinima. And at the end of the day, all my videos end up on a channel that's ne that the neither belongs to Machinima or me. They're, they're all on every other fucking channel except those two. Like, what the fuck kind of world do we live in where that's the case? Where that can happen? Fuck me. The world is so fucking twisted. And so everyone's tweeting, save Arby and the Chief. And every day, I'm just like fucking making it rain on Twitter with like retweets. I'm just like, come on, let, let Machinima know how you feel. You know, because this is the only way this is going to get resolved. If you guys are vocal, right? Because this is such bullshit. And it's so easy for them. Like, they're pulling my videos down. They're not monetizing them. They're, they're apparently making no effort to, to get them back online. And if they are, they're not telling me. And if they were, why wouldn't they tell me? Why wouldn't they be working with me? Like, I, I was offering to help them. Like, if you're tr actively trying to get my videos back online, tell me what the process is. Tell me what progress you're making. I will fucking help you do it. God knows you need the help. Like for ten years, you guys had to properly sort my videos, like label them properly, give them matching th thumbnails, put them in the right playlist. But fuck that! Like their playlists was were so fucking weird. Like it didn't even start from season one. It started from season six, and like then seven. And then it skipped one, and then it went to nine and ten. I was like, there isn't a, there's not even a, I'm not even finished season eight yet. What is this season nine and ten? Are you guys fucking high over there? What are you thinking? And uh, none of the, none of the titles are like, s none of the titles have a similar format. They're all fucking different. And it all just looks so like hodgepodge, like, like a Frankenstein monster of like, of like uh, putting all my videos together and just like there's just a se entire seasons are missing and there's no season that's complete and there's like even though the show is hyper serialized there's a bunch of episodes that are missing and so if just one is missing that's going to piss people off and make people not want to watch the show it was fucking infuriating man they had so much time to fix it and they didn't nobody took a day to just take care of it. And I would have helped them if they had just been honest with me. And so, 
and then I have all these, there's all these people on Twitter, right? That are just like, uh, <laughs> the, the understanding of intellectual property law among the common people is so fucking pathetic. Never mind, if not non-existent. I have all these people on Twitter, they're just like, what's the problem, dude? Just upload the videos, dude. They're your videos, dude. Just fucking upload them, dude. Fuck them. Fuck them, dude. I'm like, you have no idea. Have you ever heard of this thing called the law and contracts? And the fact that if I were to do what you're suggesting, that they could throw a lawsuit at me and I could be sued? Like, and I wouldn't put that past them either. I've got no reason to trust them. Why shouldn't I think that they're going to screw me over if I give them an opportunity like that? This isn't a fucking Saturday morning cartoon where the the law doesn't exist, you know? Like, everyone has this image of me sitting across from Machinima in a courtroom. And I'm going to have, like... What's that lawyer... O.J. Simpson's lawyer who was in South Park with the Chewbacca defense? <laughs> like, that guy, but it's not the Chewbacca defense. It's like... Or, you know, that, that show Columbo? The, like, the detective with the trench coat? Where he always has that, like, surprise revelation right at the end. Like, that would be my lawyer, right? And imagine a courtroom setting, right? And I'm sitting there at my table. And Machinima, their representatives are sitting at their table, right? And then I have my lawyer in front of the, pacing in front of the judge dramatically like it's a TV show, Law and Order, right? And then, uh, and then my lawyer goes, Well, it would seem uh, Machinima has won this case. And then he would walk away. And th But then, as he's walking away, he would put one finger up. He'd be like, except! And then he'd turn around dramatically. And he'd, and he'd go through a up some paperwork and he'd be like, it seems that Machinima has overlooked this uh, cliche 80s movie underdog clause that clearly states that uh, John Graham can have his show back under the strict condition that he tears his contract in half in front of Machinima and leaves the courtroom today on a skateboard. And then I'd, I'd stand up with my contract in my hand and be like, here's what I think of your contract, Machinima. Shh! And I'd tear it up in a confetti and throw the confetti in the air. And then to uproarious applause from everyone in the courtroom. And then I'd jump on a skateboard and I'd ride out as the, like an 80s song was playing. We built this city, we built this city on rock and roll, and I'd be high-fiving everyone in the fucking pews on the way out, and then I'd like pop a wheelie, what do you call that? I'd do a kickflip like on the courtroom stairs, yeah, fuck yeah, woo, Arby and the Chief is back, baby, yeah, that's not how intellectual property law works, you idiots, okay? It's a little more complicated and depressing than that in real life. So, I can't, I can't just upload the videos, dude. <laughs> I, I need, I need clearance from them, okay? I, I, I need the go ahead, and then I feel I can feel comfortable because at least then I have it in writing. It's like, well, you, you told me I can upload them, so what's the problem? And that's, that's eventually what happened, right? So, so where the fuck was I? Okay, so they, 
they're getting fucking ass raped on Twitter, right? This one day, the, the day that it all turned around, right? They're getting hammered on Twitter. People are posting comments on their Facebook live stream of Battlefield Vagina and like posting hashtag save Arbin the chief. Even though I explicitly stated on Twitter, don't just put the hashtag, state what they've done. Because other people are going to see the hashtag and they'll be like, what the fuck is Arby and the Chief? What is that? Not even the employees are going to know what that is. All the employees are after my time. They're all new, fresh faces. Literally, no... The, well, the one guy that helped me out in the end was the one guy on their staff that was there back when I was there. But every other employee was not there. Or it was Every other employee is a new guy. They're just like, who the fuck is John Graham? Go away. Go. go. <laughs> who are you? Shoo. Shoo fly. They just wanted me to go away. And I think they vastly underestimated how attached people were to my series. Right? Um, so... So I think at that point they were like, "Oh shit, we we probably shouldn't have ignored this dude." And then I decided to send them one last email. You guys want to hear this email? I'll read it out to you now. This is what this is the last email that I wrote to them. Well, not technically not the last, but this this is the email that that got everything going finally in the right direction. Okay? So I'll I'll share that with you. It'll give you an idea of how frustrated I was. Um, okay, so... Um, here's my email, okay? <clears throat> Do I have to repeat myself? I'd like an update of substance on the matter regarding the removal of the majority of my body of work of five years from Machinima's channel. Your last communication to me was on June 15th, at that point resorting to simply telling me repeatedly that the matter is pending with Machinima's legal team. I'm still waiting. You think I'm just going to go away? Five years of work I wrote, directed, and edited. I don't care if you monetize it. I only want it seen. Having it and the content of many other ex-employees of Machinima removed from its only location for the sake of rebranding as the result of its acquisition by Warner Brothers, which wouldn't have happened were it not for the work of those ex-employees, is morally repugnant. You all know it. You've already removed my playlist from your main YouTube page, along with regularly removing comments regarding my situation from your social media pages. Why don't you guys cut the shit already and just let me upload my videos to my channel if you don't want them. I'll remove your hard-coded logo from them if you want. My uploading of my videos wouldn't affect you if you don't want them. What you're doing is unbelievable and needlessly cruel. If you ignore me, I'll just keep pushing on social media harder and harder to expose Machinima's shallowness, make an effort to reach out to the press, and consult a legal professional who specializes in gaming and IP law who's taken an interest in my case. In light of Machinima's desire to shed itself of its past corruption, does it really want to risk making a permanent enemy out of me? I didn't want it to reach this point, but I won't accept my content being buried forever because Machinima suddenly decided it doesn't align with its brand image. My content was instrumental to Machinima's success whether they like it or not. Awaiting a response. If you can't help me, forward me to someone who can already. John. So that's what I wrote to them. And... 
I'm not going to read out the rest of the emails because they're just, they're, they're brief. I'll summarize. So I got an email back from that woman saying, I sincerely apologize for not giving you feedback. And I, I delegated this thing, this situation to a member of our legal team, but, and she assumed that they had taken care of it. That's what she's saying anyway. She passed it off. She forwarded my initial email to someone of their legal team and she assumed that it was taken care of at that point, but it wasn't because I never heard back from that legal person, whoever it was, you know? And uh, so later that same day, I get an email back from a guy who's been with Machinima since 2010. So uh, he came a little after me, but he was there with Machinima early enough that he was familiar with me and my content. And um, he said, uh, it was so infuriating because, well, it was like simultaneously a relief and ridiculous because he was basically like, I just want to say, uh, yeah, go ahead and upload your videos. I was just like, what? What? Is that easy? All, all these fucking month, weeks and months went by and this is all it took? was to just get have to have my email forwarded to one fucking guy who's just like, "Yeah, okay, go ahead and do it." Like I've I'm I've I should have a fuck I should have a surplus of stomach ulcers from the anger that I have felt consistently for the past couple months. And now you're just telling me I can just go ahead and do it? Couldn't you have told me this months ago? What the fuck happened before when my email was supposedly forwarded to the legal team? It's just a coincidence, right? It's a coincidence that now you're playing ball with me on the same day that you're getting fucked in the ass on Twitter by everybody, right? What a coincidence. Wow. And so they're like, yeah, just go ahead and upload them. And, uh... And, uh... I I immediately responded to the email and I waited because I wanted clarification. I wanted some clarification. And but I, I wasn't getting a response. So I'm like, did this guy put me off until the end of the workday and then just go home? And so I called him. And sure enough, he's just like, oh, yeah, sorry. I just emailed you and went home for the day. I'm like, awesome. Well, I'm talking to you now. So can I just get clarification that like, I'm just in a state of disbelief. Like, I should be happy at this point, right? But I'm still fucking stone-faced because I'm just... I am so pessimistic and cynical about this that I'm just like... This is... This seems too good. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like everything's gonna come crumbling down around me at any moment. And, you know, there's gonna be some cigar-smoking executive at Warner Brothers who's just like... That, uh, uh, Tell him he's fucked. Tell him, tell him we're in, we're incinerating all his videos. We're throwing them all into the coal furnace. <laughs> I know that's not how digital media works, but um, you know what I mean. I thought they were just gonna come back with me saying, "Oh, there's been a mistake. We can't let you upload the videos." Like, uh, so I'm talking over the phone, and it sounds, it sounds fine. Their only concern is with seasons, well, they didn't specify seasons one and two, but they were saying 
seasons one and two were heavy culprits of this. Like they're what they told me was going on, right? Is that there's these media conglomerates uh, that are acting via you via YouTube, right? That are cracking down on these videos that have been on the internet for a long time that contain unlicensed popular music tracks, right? So these music companies, these audio conglomerates, they're looking on YouTube for videos that have been around a long time that have tracks in them that they shouldn't have. And then those companies, they're, they're not targeting individual YouTubers on this, but they're looking for MCNs, multi-channel networks. And Machinima is one of them. They're, they're a multi-channel network, right? And so these, these conglomerates are finding these MCNs with videos with long-standing videos that have tracks that they shouldn't have. And they're saying, uh, you've had this, they're basically sending them invoices, saying, you've had this video up on your channel for X years, and basically like a clock has been running this whole time, like a meter, right? And it's like, like, uh, like back when you first uploaded this, uh, this music track to use this would have cost this amount. But this video has been uploaded and been on the internet for this long. So that means you owe us this amount times whatever the amount of time is, right? Whatever the rate is, right? So they're just, go ahead and, they're just going ahead and charging these MCNs ridiculous amounts of money, billing them for ridiculous amounts of money for these old, for, for videos that have these unlicensed tracks in them. And so that was the reason why season one and two were pulled off because every uh, pretty much every episode in seasons one and two have tracks that, that shouldn't be in there that's why i need to remaster the audio for those episodes completely that's why um fuck what was i gonna say I mean, you get what i mean right like that 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 oh yeah that's what i was going to say that's why i'm starting with season 3 in you know in regard to uploading my videos to my own channel i'm starting with season 3 because it's starting from season 3 and onward where i started taking copyright law seriously and i think my manager at machinima at that point when i was on when i was making season 3 they were like okay going forward we need to be more careful with the audio you're using so like just use tracks that you have licenses for and i was like that's fine with the exception of the halo theme because that fell under microsoft's game content usage rules not that youtube cares but that's another thing so i'm on the phone with machinima and they're telling me they're telling me the situation and they're like I think they were shitting themselves at first because they were like, oh shit, he probably doesn't have them backed up and like we're supposed to give him all his videos back like and they're probably thinking, oh shit, what do we do? But I was saying to them like, look, relax guys. All I need from you is clearance. I've got all my episodes. Don't worry about getting the episodes to me. I have them. They're backed up on a hard drive. Thanks to you guys. My fans archived all my shit and I have them all backed up. And so all I need from you is the go-ahead to upload them to my videos, and then we don't have to speak ever again. You know? And I asked them. I said, can, 
uh, do you guys want me to remove your logo? And they were like, uh, it doesn't really matter. You, you can get rid of them. You can not get rid of them. I'm like, if you don't give a shit, then they're going. See ya. You know what I mean? Like, why the fuck should I acknowledge them? Like, they've taken a figurative big dump on my head for the past 10 years with the amount of disrespect they've shown me. The, the pitiful way in which all my episodes were uploaded and labeled and sorted. The, the way they let me go in the end. It was just so fucking horribly unprofessional. Like, fuck you guys. And if you don't care about the logo, then it's going bye-bye. See ya. And that's... That's where we are now. I've got permission to upload my videos. I'm doing it one at a time. Um, I need to. I need to go. I need to check each episode individually. And make sure the audio is okay. That's another thing. A bunch of them had fucked audio. Like on Machinima's channel, the wedding episode had fucked audio for the longest time. And now, I have just re-uploaded wedding, and for the first time, it has clean audio. They're all, everyone's like, this is amazing. That's something Machinima could have done a long time ago, years ago, and they didn't. But it's happening now, so one at a time, I'm uploading all my old videos. They're going to have proper labels, proper thumbnails, proper descriptions, proper end cards. They're not going to be riddled with ads and annotations. Um, they're all going to be sorted in playlists that make sense. I'm going to make it look all clean and tidy on my YouTube channel. So they're all going to be there, easily accessible, easily identifiable, clean audio, uh, as clean as I can get them anyway. And that's what's happening. And I'm starting with season three, but as soon as I'm... Okay, there's a bunch of new things I need to go into here, but I need to piss really bad. So I think I'm going to take a break. But before I take a break, I'm just going to take a quick look at the chats. So here we go. I'm looking at the chats again. Okay. So, holy shit, this chat's moving by so fucking fast. How many people are we at? 332 people? Holy fuck. Awesome. Okay. So, look, I, I'm going to go to the washroom. Bathroom. Bathroom. I'm going to go to the bathroom. And when I'm done going to the bathroom, uh, we'll, we'll start again. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go over any super chats I missed. And we're going to talk about some more stuff. We're going to talk about... We're going to talk about the seasons one and two remixing. And, uh, yeah. So just give me, we're going to, we're, just let me take a break for, I need a breather for a few minutes. I'm going to just take, I'm going to go to the bathroom and I'm just going to sit down and <laughs> take a breath for a few minutes and just fucking relax and chill out. Talk amongst yourselves and we will be back very soon. Okay. Bathroom. Uh, be right back, everybody. Thanks. And we're back. Welcome, everyone. Thanks for waiting. And so, uh, I've got a few other things to talk about, but what, before we do that, I want to, I want to cover the super chats that I missed. So, if you guys are okay with that, let's do that. So, super chats. Super chats, super chats. Do some super chats. Uh, where are we? Shit. 
Oh my God, Major Rager says, take your break, your health and everything else and shove it up your ass. You're simply a tool to make us money. Get back in your igloo and make 12 more seasons. Regards, Captain Machinima. Well, I'll get right on that, Captain Machinima. Wouldn't want to keep you waiting. Thanks, oh my God, Major Rager. I appreciate it, buddy. Uh, Kirkland's signature. Arby and the Chief turned into mash. <laughs> and I love it. Yeah, that's uh, that's a good point. It's not a bad uh, comparison. Thanks, Kirkland. Once again. Uh, Lone Star says, glad to see the series is coming back. John. Uh, P.S. I think Craig called you a cockmongling queef burger. He didn't. <gasps> Fuck you, Craig. Thanks, uh, thanks, Lone Star. I appreciate it, but man. Uh, not not my den. Says watching your stream while writing a paper. Congrats on getting the rights to re-upload the show. Do you plan on uploading the bites episodes? Uh, yeah. I'm gonna do the I'm gonna do the main stuff first. I think I'll do the bites later on, but yeah, I'll I'll do everything, including uh, if people want them, hard justice and shit. I'm not exactly a fan of the idea, but if people want them, I'll re-upload them. But the thing is, I lost my archive of those shows. So if people want if people want to see that show back, I'm willing to re-upload them. But somebody has to give me their copies of it. So um. Yeah, One Life Remaining, Hard Justice, and Cringe, Deus Ex Machina, if you want to see it. I mean, that. Uh, but the thi that that's a bunch of copyright violations as well. Uh, maybe not Deus Ex Machina. That show fucking sucks. <laughs> it does, okay? Uh, but One Life Remaining and Hard Justice, I own all the audio. I own licenses for all the audio in those shows. So, um... So I don't have to do remixing for that. And I am I am not putting all that effort into remastering Deus Ex Machina. Fuck that. <laughs> no. No. You can't make me. No. John CJG goes to E3. Oh, if somebody has those, yeah. I mean, I guess I could upload those. Why the fuck not? Uh. Me and my f fat ass at E3. Anyway, uh, thanks, Not My Den. Appreciate it, man. Poglins for life. Thanks, buddy. Vic Brava. Hey, thanks, man. Just wanted to say I'm really glad to see you succeed in getting your content back. Hoping to see Deus Ex Machina and Hard Justice back on your channel, too. Love you, buddy. <laughs> no! Not Deus Ex Machina. Love you, buddy. Now I'm going to go play Halo on my oil-powered TV. Oh, I see you got one of those too, do you? Um, I hope you've... Uh, oh, never mind. I was going to make a joke, but it sucks. Uh, thank you, Vic Brava. Mr. Alabaster says, It's 2018. I'm offended that you're taking my money. Oh, of course you would, because everyone's a socialist now, right? When when are we gonna bring back communism? I don't think enough people have died yet. Let's uh let's all be communists together. 
Um, thanks, uh, thanks, Mr. Alabaster. I appreciate it. You filthy commie. Uh, Kirkland Signature says John has evolved into Tyler One. I don't know who that is, but thank you, Kirkland. Let's keep those super chats rolling in. Mr. Alabaster, hashtag bite the foam. No, no, do not try to make a hashtag out of that. Bite the foam. This is an important cause, everyone. Together, we can get John Graham to bite the foam at last. Nope. You thought I was going to do it that time. Fuck you. This was five bucks, okay? I don't want to just chew it to shit. I don't want to have to buy another one. Thank you, Mr. Alabaster. Jason D says, hey, Kirkland. Bagel bites or pizza rolls? I like pizza rolls because they remind me of home. Hey, anybody want a pizza roll? Let me know if you want a pizza roll. Thanks, Jason D. Tobias Edverson. Listening to how deep without lubricant Machinima has been digging, I couldn't have empathized with your anger more. I would have probably shot up their offices. <laughs> but you pulled through. Congrats, John. Oh, thank you, Tobias. I appreciate that, buddy. Thank you, all you guys. Poglins for Life says... Hashtag free Bernard Brown. Oh, everything's a fucking hashtag now, isn't it? Everything. No exceptions. Thanks, Poglins, for life. I appreciate your support, man. The Stuart Carson says, I got unfairly fired from a job and it got dragged out over two months. What, you, you like you were working for two months without pay, not knowing you were fired? Is that what you mean? Worst time of my life. If they bothered to look at my file once, they would have seen I had 100% clean record. Got my job back and paid. Oh, that's awesome. So you were paid for all your work. That's cool, man. It's nice to get paid for all the work you did. Unlike me, those fuckers still owe me three grand. Uh, th thank you, Stuart Carson. I appreciate your support, man. It's nice of you. Papa Jobs Hot and Ready Pizza says there's no better time than pizza time, John. Dinner's on us. Pizza time. Whoa, he stole that guy's pizza. <laughs> Spider-Man stinks and I don't like him. Pizza time. Everyone loves pizza time. Have you have you guys pizza timed today? Pizza time is for everyone. Long live pizza time. Thanks, Papa Jobs, hot and ready pizza. <laughs> Jason D's. I like how you guys, some of you guys make usernames exclusively for this chat. Like this is all you, you go on YouTube for is my show, which is flattering. I got to admit. Fuck all those other streamers, all those other YouTubers. They're all fucking psychopaths. All of them, every single one. I'm the only cool. I'm the only cool good YouTuber on the whole internet. See me after class, everybody. The only podcast in Canada where it's pizza time every time. Um, <laughs> Jason D says, 
Papa Jobs, I like your N-word with a hard R olive pizza. <laughs> really good stuff. <laughs> uh, thanks, Jason D. That's funny. Thanks, buddy. Um, Rev Ultimatum says, I have everything archived, John. Everything. You can't hide. But I just want to bury my terrible, terrible past. Why won't you let me forget? Why? Why must you torture me so? Thanks, Rev Ultimatum. Um, I'll be in contact with you eventually for uh, to get those um, old episodes. That'll be a while, though. I, I, I want to focus on Army and the Chief first. One thing at a time. I got to focus on season three to seven and then season one and two once they're remastered and then the bites episodes and then any shorts holiday specials and then i'll f think about uploading the uh hard justice in one life remaining and then i'm not doing deus ex machina fuck off no that i'm not fucking i have to remaster the audio for those i'm not i don't want to put all that work in for a dog shit show that show sucks <laughs> it's cancer if you like it, you have bad taste and you should kill yourself. I'm joking, but it does suck. Uh, thank you. Thank you, Rev. I appreciate your help, man. Soda Chief. Soda Chief says, uh, my dad's going to beat me if you don't remaster Deus Ex. Oh, well, I guess you're going to have to put up with that beating then. Trying to emotionally manipulate me. You guys are so low. Poglins for life says... Hashtag bite the foam. No. Fuck off. I I don't want to buy another one of these. I got this off Amazon. I don't want to have to ruin this and then order another one. I will not bite the foam. But thank you, Poglins. Kevin Gould. Hey, John, I'm going to uni right now for a media degree. And today my special effects instructor asked us what our preferred pronouns were. And then proceeded to tell us she had majored in black feminism. Majored in black feminism? Are you serious? Is that a fucking degree? God, there's all these useless fucking degree programs now. They wear those their degrees like they're fucking medallions, you know? And they can... I have a degree, therefore your argument is invalid. You lowly person who doesn't have a degree, unlike me. Shove your degree up your fucking pretentious ass. Pricks. And it, not you, Kevin. Thank You're a cool guy. Kevin Gould, everyone. Um, thanks, man. Um, Kirkland Signature says, Watch JoJo Road Roller scene when... Is that a question? Watch Jojo Road roller scene when? The two-minute one. Okay, I'll, I will look for that, okay? I'll do that after the Super Chats. Just let me finish this off. Thanks, buddy. Tobias Edverson. Uh, just did some research. At some point, Trent Donovic stepped in as CEO of Machinima. All while Warner Brothers was being bought by the mighty Lord Xanthar. <laughs> it all makes sense now. That's probably what happened. 
I mean, if we're Occam's razor, right? The simplest solution is often the whatever, however it goes. I can't remember. But you're right. You're absolutely right. I don't even need to investigate that at all. I believe you. Thanks, guys. Okay, so thank you for all your super chats. And uh, there's something I want to talk about, actually, regarding the super chats. So um, I'm trying to raise some funds here, hopefully. Um, and it's not not just for me. Partially, it's for me. But um, I'll tell you what's going on, okay? So this uh, really cool guy named Andrew uh, has been messaging me. And he is a sound designer, okay? And um, he, in his downtime, free of charge, he decided to completely redo the audio for a large chunk of the pilot episode of season one. And um, he wasn't expecting any pay for it. He just, he did it as a demo reel to show off what he could do. And... Um, I would like him to do more of that and I want to pay him what he's worth. Unfortunately, paying people what they're worth is not cheap. And so ideally, I mean apparently I think a full doing a full episode of like remastering audio, I mean it depend on the amount of hours and the amount of hours per episode is bound to vary, but um for the pilot episode apparently like It'll probably take him about 10 hours. And um, the rate that I charge for my video videography services, if I'm doing a wedding or something, is 28 bucks an hour. And so I would pay someone else the same thing, right? So uh, that's like basically, what is it, like t maybe 250, 300 bucks an episode that... That's what he ideally should be getting for the work that he's doing because he's doing a very good job. Um, and if he were to do all of the episodes, I don't know if he's even he even wants to do the whole season. Maybe he just wants to do one episode. Maybe he just wants to do a few of them. I don't know what he's willing to do yet, but I think it just depends on uh, how much I'm willing to give him for his services. So, no, I'm not going to have him sign any contracts. This is just a simple, he does something, I pay him for it. And uh, it's work that I would normally, I, normally I would do that sort of thing myself, but I have got my hands full already with uh, social media, updating my website, making music, writing the script for episode 13, all the re-uploads of season 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, uh, I got a lot on my plate and the season one and two remastering is a huge job and I would like to delegate that if possible to someone who's actually willing to do it. And uh, so I said, look, I'll, I'll try and encourage a little fundraiser thing on this stream and uh, I'll use the super chat pool to pay you. So depending on the amount that I get, See, right now, I've been getting a tremendous amount of support through Patreon and Super Chat, right? It's been great. But I've sunk a lot of that into gear, into equipment, broadcasting equipment. But 
the good the good news is that I have everything that I need now. I'm not wanting for everything for anything else. I've got cameras, I've got microphones, I've got an audio interface, I got podcast arms, I got my stream deck, I got my laptop, I got my tripods, I got cables and whatever the fuck. I got everything I need. And so the plan was to just save like I am currently I'm in a little bit of debt, but I am not I am very close to not being in debt. I'm just under zero. And so the plan was to just not spend anything for a while. But then uh, people are coming along doing this amazing work and I want to pay them for it. So I would appreciate it if you guys uh, would help me out on that front and I can actually pay these guys something. Uh, I don't know how much, but uh, depending on the amount of support that I get. So if uh, you want to help pay these guys for the the good work they're doing, uh, consider helping me out through Patreon or Super Chat or whatever. And uh, I would like to, he's agreed to it. I would like to show you what this guy has done, right? So I want to show you this demo video that he sent me. So he he sent me a redub test of a portion of uh, episode one of season one. And I want to show you the quality of work that this guy is doing. It's very good. Like, I thought I was watching my own copy of the video just without music. Like, he did a good job on it. So, um, I want to show you that just now. So, hopefully I can get this on the monitor. Um, let's try to switch. Shit. Um, okay, what am I doing? Scenes. PC two? No. Hang on. Let me just move windows around here. Full screen that bitch. And I wonder if that'll do it. Excellent. Okay. So this is what this guy did. I want to show you. I see you on the heroic med pack. Wait, whoops, sorry, hang on. No audio. Okay, now there should be audio. So here's what he did. I see you bought the heroic med pack. Yeah, I used John's credit card. Who's John? The human that lives here with me. I see. Do you think the meds were worth $10? Yeah, who doesn't pack $10? I wipe my ass with $10. That's not what I asked. I asked if you thought that the meds were worth it. I don't understand the difference. I didn't think so. Personally, I don't think the maps are worth $10. Why? Rats Nest and Standoff just don't appeal to me very much gameplay-wise, so really, if I paid the $10, all I'd probably be doing is messing around in Foundry, which doesn't really seem worth a sixth of the game's retail price to me. And the Foundry Sandbox idea sounds like something that should have shipped with the game to begin with, considering Halo 3 has 11 maps, not enough of which are... Sorry, hang on. I just want to be clear about what he's done here. Because it doesn't look like... There's much work that was done, but there's a tremendous amount of work involved in this because what in order to make this happen, the original video uh, has just one audio track with copyrighted music throughout the whole thing. So what he had to do was strip all the original audio and recreate all the sound effects. So all these Halo 3 sound effects 
They were redone. All this, the sound effects were ripped straight from Halo 3, the original game. So, like, the assault rifle fire, the, the ghost firing its plasma, the explosions, those are all added in individually. Like, I didn't even do that much work back in, when I originally made this, because I just ripped this, the audio straight from the gameplay film, right? But he has to make all the audio from scratch. And he's so he's putting in the assault rifle fire and all the individual Halo 3 sound effects. And he he can it's not like he can isolate what's already there from the audio track, right? So he's recreating all the dialogue as faithfully as he can, line for line. And none of the video vi, uh, the visual elements have changed, but it's all audio. The audio is completely reworked. And so it sounds seamless. It's just it's to me that it's. I didn't notice a difference the first time I saw it. I thought this was just my copy of the video without music, and that's great. That's exactly what I want because I'm going to put my own music over top of this, right? So this is what needs to happen with Seasons 1 and 2, like I was telling you about, right? Like all the audio needs to be stripped because I can't... The, aud the music isn't on a separate channel where I can just delete that and replace it with something else. Like you have to get rid of all of it and then redo all the dialogue line by line and all the sound effects individually. Orders maps and Call of Duty 4 has like 20. You can argue that Call of Duty 4 multiplayer maps use identical geometry as the campaign mode so they're not really new environments and you could say that Infinity Ward cut corners in that respect, but it doesn't detract from the fun in either mode regardless. My point is that I don't really think the heroic map pack is worth it. The map pack should have been a freebie, in my opinion. That was quite a mouthful. I bet you are used to that kind of thing. Nice one. I see what you did there. Instead of addressing my points, you took everything that I said and turned it into a sexual joke, implying that I suck on men's penises. Oh, oh, Fantastic. Oh, 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 oh. LOL indeed. Whatever, you're just too poor to afford the new maps. It's not a competition about who has the most money, you fucking idiot. <laughs> it's about a personal sense of worth. But I guess that's a concept that's too complex for your hopeless, juvenile, idiotic brain to understand. Hogback, 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 you're poor. You can't afford stuff. Sigh. My turn. Fuck that. Give me the controller. Go to hell. I'm playing. Give me. What are you a fucking 60 year old? Give me the fucking God controller. I'm. You are fucking pathetic. Shut your hole. Of course, you go for the rockets first because you can't get a kill any other way. Rockets take skill, you oh, please. shut the fuck up. Wow, good job. Hogback, hogback, hog thanks. I was being sarcastic. So was your face. And of course, as I expected, you mindlessly spend grenades. It's tactical. Tactical, you... my ass. Your first reaction is to throw a grenade at a guy because you're too scared to fall back on your shitty aiming skills with a I weapon. I can shoot. I just don't want to. Bullshit. Let's see. Ha 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 ha. Fuck you this. Suck. I'm not playing anymore. Fucking crybaby. Ha ha. Yes. Overkill. <laughs> This is gonna be a great relationship, I can tell.
and uh so he and he actually did a really nice job with the credits here too but i had a note for him uh which was that i would rather it was the original credits from the from the old video um and uh so yeah and uh for the live action sound effects there's original foley work that he did for that so like chief throwing the controller and it hitting arbiter those are all individual sound effects that needed to be created and put in from scratch right so uh i think he did a really good job with that and i want to be able to pay him something uh reasonable for it i don't know if i can pay him exactly what he's worth but uh, I want to give him something for the terrific work he's done. Because that's that's a lot of work. It doesn't look like it. But I mean, all, all the fine details, like the double kill. He even did some sound effects that weren't in the original video. That he threw in there just for... Uh, authenticity is not the right word. Because it wasn't there in the original video. But just sound effects that are appropriate that should have been in the original to begin with but weren't like he he went the extra mile man and uh so thank you to andrew for doing that that was terrific and that's exactly what i want you know that's that's i mean that's what i would be doing um but i've just got so much on my plate already with all the rest of the episodes and so it'd be nice to de delegate this to someone so um I don't know if Andrew's here. He said he, I told him to tune into the stream. I don't know if he's here. But um, but thank you, Andrew. Snapped Films. There he is. Yeah. So thanks, buddy. You did a really good job. And, um, and he's not the only one. Uh, there's another guy that I want to give some money to as well who made a fucking awesome poster. So... Uh, you guys may be familiar with a guy named Jack who made uh, the Season 8 poster that's on my website. You remember that sweet poster that he made with uh, the skull-faced red guy in the background? And uh, Well, he made me another poster. And I got to show you this. It's so fucking cool. Um, where is it? Okay, I got it here. I'll show you in a second. Where the fuck is it? There it is. Okay, just give me a minute. You guys will love this. It's great. Let me move some windows around. So check out this poster. Hang on. So it's got that kind of 80s vibe. Really nice color palette. Got to zoom in a bit here so you can see the fine detail of this thing. Zoom in, you fucking cunt. What are you doing? Super high resolution. I mean, it's a professional job. It looks fucking good. Why can't I just fucking... Jesus Christ. There we go. So, great uh, great texturing there. There's the skull face guy again. There's those two on the horizon. That's the shot from the pilot episode of Season 8. 
I I want to get this framed. I want to get his other poster framed too, like a proper glass frame, hang it up, maybe for the podcast or something. It's so fucking good. So uh, I want to I want to give this guy something for the terrific work he did. So uh, I would dip into the super chat money for that too. So um, if you guys want to contribute to paying these guys, uh, let me know. And uh, I appreciate everything you guys have sent me so far. Um, so thank thank you so much, Jack, for that. I really I love that fucking poster, dude. It's awesome. Um, back to camera A here. Hmm. Okay. So, so that's what's going on. So, um, I don't, I don't know how many episodes that guy's willing to do, Andrew, but, uh, I'm willing to give him something for whatever work he does and whatever he doesn't, I'll take it from there. Once I'm done with season three and all that and four, five, six, seven, and then I'll deal with uh, and then I'll deal with seasons one and two because uh, that'll take me a little while. But anyway, so that's that. Uh, let me just... Uh, let's see what chats there are that I missed. Okay, super chat time. Super chat, super chats. Um... Oh, five bucks from Message Retracted. Thank you, Message Retracted. You're a great guy. Thanks, buddy. Uh, Mr. Alabaster says, when Majora's Mask? Uh, another time. I don't know when yet. Not today, but uh, another day. Eventually, I'll, do, I'll finish it off. Thanks, buddy. Rev Ultimatum, have any of your fans tried forcibly pumping your butt with love? <laughs> if so, why? Parentheses, funds raised. Um, not yet, not forcibly. <laughs> not forcibly, but I have willingly parted my cheeks and said, please deposit your seed into my rear end, my rear orifice. This is begging for your semen. I'd rather drink it, but in the ass is fine, too. Thank you, Rev. The rooster says, for John's boyfriend, Andrew. <laughs> oh, thanks, rooster. Appreciate it. Poglins for Life says, here's for Andrew. Thanks, man. Jason D says, John... Can you say, hi, my name is John C.J. Graham, and I'm not a child rapist by definition? <laughs> Well, I guess I just did, didn't I? Thanks, Jason. Papa Jobs Hot and Ready Pizza. Pizza time. Here, Andrew, dinner's on us as well. Consider yourself a friend to the Papa Jobs franchise. <laughs> uh, pizza time for everybody, not just me. Enjoy your pizza time, Andrew. It really is Zach. Says, I busted the biggest nut when you got the show back. Oh, you have no idea. I'm... I'm with you, man. I know the feeling. Thanks, man. Still feels too good to be true. 
I've I'm I I can't help but feel pessimistic. But uh here's hoping they don't fuck with me anymore. Anyway, thanks buddy. Jason D says since you have your sonic snapback and 15-year-old deviant art girlfriend locked in your basement. <laughs> Can you do a script reading for your Sonic fanfic screenplay like you did with your March of the Penguins fanfic? Oh, well, I don't have a Sonic fanfic. Cold Steel the Hedgehog, the movie. Sorry, I don't have any Sonic fanfic, buddy. But hey, I really appreciate your support, man. Jason D, everybody. 50 bucks. That's That's great. Thank you. And Jason D says Halo Reach fan art. Oh yeah, that's for the uh the poster. Hey, thanks, buddy. So uh I actually I paid Jack for his previous poster work and I'll pay him for this too. Cause uh this is this is really fucking great what he's done. Um Okay, what else do I have to go over here? What have we talked about? What do we need to go over? Talked about all that. Oh, uh, I I am getting an Xbox One sent to me from a very awesome fan named Michael. I don't want to give anyone's last name away. But uh, his name is Michael, and he had an Xbox One that he says he no longer gets much use out of, if any. And he was kind enough to send it to me. So it's being shipped to my P.O. box, and uh, I actually just lost my P.O. Box keys. I think I might have left them at another place. Um, <laughs> so I need to find the keys first, and then I can go pick up that package. Hopefully I'll find them. And, uh, and then I'll have that guy's Xbox, and that'll be great. So I have a PS4. My roommate has a Nintendo Switch, and now this guy is sending me his uh, Xbox One. So thank you very much, Michael, for that. I haven't picked it up yet, but uh, when I do, I uh, will open it up on the uh, on the stream here, and uh, we'll all get a kick of that out of that. So, um, thank you very much for doing that. It's very nice of you guys, all of you guys, for all your contributions and your support, and the whole save Arby and the Chief thing. We did it. The show's back. It's coming back on the channel slowly but surely. So I appreciate all your patience with that, and. Uh, Thanks, everyone, for being such a great community and uh, a great audience. I have a very great, rare audience, you know, you guys, because you, you're, I think I have a compassionate crowd, but also a crowd that's not only compassionate, but has that raw, ap appreciates that raw, edgy sense of humor and uh, knows how to be funny in being rude and offensive without being cruel you know it's a fine line to walk and you guys you all get it you know and uh, i appreciate having fans like you so thank you for everything you've done um all right so what's what's next what do i have to talk about we went over the machinima story the content removal oh yeah so I want to talk about one more thing before I go here. I want to talk about why Machinima's uh, corporate rebranding, whatever the fuck it is they think is a good idea, 
I want to carefully explain why they are completely fucking inane with their rebranding move. Um, so they were <clears throat> they were acquired by Warner Brothers, right? And they're moving forward. They've got a new CEO, and they've got this new tagline. I want to show you their tagline. So if you Google Machinima, right? They have like a a tagline slash mission statement, just a one sentence thing. And it says Machinima, next generation video entertainment network for the gamer lifestyle and beyond. Now, does any one of you have a fucking clue what that means? What is the gamer lifestyle? What what is the gamer lifestyle? Seriously. Eating Doritos, drinking Mountain Dew while having an, a, an a unhealthy obsession with video games? Is that the gaming lifestyle? Or is the gaming lifestyle just a regular lifestyle in which you sometimes play video games? Which, in which case, why even call it a gamer lifestyle? What the fuck does that mean? And beyond? What is that? So, I tweeted about this. I said, Machinima's new corporate move, whatever the fuck it is they're doing, is so fundamentally flawed. They're, they've got a they've got a website redesign. Look before I before I go on, right? I've shat on Machinima basically the whole stream, but I don't believe I don't believe in kicking people when they're down. It's cruel. Okay, I'm not about that. But I have to point out why this is so stupid because it is stupid. It's bafflingly stupid. They they have this rebranded site. And logo, but they're keeping the name Machinima because to them it has some degree of bankability. It's there's a recognizability factor, right? So they feel like the website and logo redesign is enough to make everyone forget about all the past controversy that the company is associated with. But they'll keep the name because there's a familiarity there. And uh, they don't want to completely shake off their old audience because there's a lot of followers that they have, right? And so, so what is machinima? Well, it's a contraction of machine cinema, right? So what does machine cinema mean? What it means is, re is creating cinematic experiences within environments created with computer software and generated in real time. That's what machinima is. That's what machine cinema is. And that's what the term machinima refers to, right? So this next generation video entertainment network for the gamer lifestyle and beyond, what the fuck does that have to do with machinima at all? Literally nothing. So what I, what I had tweeted was that they are looking, they have this bullshit vision of some far out, consumerist futurism when they should be looking backwards they should be looking at their roots not only their roots as a company but the roots of the art form itself because it is an art form 
I mean, I know it's kind of frowned upon by most people as just this nerdy fucking thing for kids. But it actually is an art form, just like anything else. You know, people create art with the means that are immediately around them, that are available. And people use video games because it's easy. You know, but that doesn't, just because it's easy to make doesn't make it any less of an art form, you know? People have made great stuff under the term that is defined as machinima, right? And it, it started with not only how it started, right, was the computer software demo scene in the 1980s. You guys know about this? So back when computers were first coming about, right, IBM, Microsoft, Apple, Macintosh, they were putting out computers for the home computers, PCs for the first time, right? And they wanted to show off the technical and the hardware capabilities of these computers, right? So what's the best way to demonstrate the capability of a computer system? Well, it's through real-time real environment generation and video games. This is how video gaming started, right? Some guy made Pong in order to demonstrate the capability of the machine that was being put on the market, right? So, no, not like Mist. Mist isn't real-time generated. That's pre-rendered environments. That's different. Um, so, so some guy... Like, it's one thing to just show a video on a screen, but it's another thing to show a real-time environment because that, sh it, that demonstrates that the, the, the environment is being generated by the hardware and you can go in there with a camera and look around with an omnipotent point of view, right? You can move around and, and explore an environment generated in real-time and explore it in real-time, right? And it's the hardware that's generating it. And if you want to demonstrate the computational power of like a computer system, right? The best way to do that is to show off a video game because a video game has uh, a set of rules, right? that are all calculated by the hardware. So take Pong, for instance, right? So people wanted to show off the capabilities of their new computer. So they, the, some guy made Pong for the computer. Simple rules, right? Just games have been around for a long time. For, like, I don't know how long, but ages. Literally ages, right? But video games, this, is, this was the inception of them, right? And so it started off with Pong based off of table pong right but this time it was transferred it it was made in a in a digital form right so very simple rules you got two paddles two players two score counts one ball if the ball the ball bounces back and forth if the ball passes one side of the screen and doesn't collide with that paddle then the other player scores a point that that's it that's the game right and it shows off what the computer is capable of. Like, it's a real-time demonstration of the calculations that this hardware is making, right? And so, it's a great way to show off a computer. And another way of showing off the capabilities of hardware is a real-time environment, right? So, you had the demo scene, right? You had all these, like, you remember the that old Windows screensaver with the brick maze and shit like that? I mean, that, that was the kind of shit. You know, that w that consisted that the demo scene was consisted of 
uh, consisted of, right? And then beyond that, you had like games like Doom and Quake coming out, and people were making machinima with Quake and stuff like that, which is essentially the same thing I'm doing. What didn't just start with me? Not even close. I was inspired by Red versus Blue. Red versus Blue was inspired by whoever. And whoever that was was inspired probably by the Quake guys or whatever. It just kept going back and, and originated with Quake and Doom and that shit, right? And so that's what Machinima is, right? Look, that's... So f just regular, just gamers and fans of games were making movies with video games. They were real-time environments and you could you could place the characters wherever you want you could control a third-person omnipotent camera. You could put it wherever you want. And people were creating cinematic experiences, right? And people are still doing that. Wh whether it's fan service or you're a, you're a part of a AAA development team making cinematics for a video game, it's still essentially the same fucking thing. It's machine cinema. You are making, like, God of War for PS4, right? The cutscenes in that are essentially just machinima. Machine cinema, right? Cinem cine a cinematic experience created with a real time in a real time engine with computer software assets and meshes avatars and objects right so it, it is a distinct art form right but colloquially colloquially machinima has often been used to refer to uh, fan labor fans of video games like me because I'm a fan of Halo, right? And I, I am actually a fan of Halo. I'm a huge fan of Halo. Maybe not the more recent games, but Halo Combat Evolved is still one of the best fucking first-person shooters ever made. It's awesome. And I will never forget how good that game is. I actually want to play through that again, Halo Combat Evolved. It's so fucking good. And it had local co-op. The whole campaign you could play with a friend. And, like, one guy could drive a warthog and the other guy could ride shoddy or in the turret. It was fucking awesome for its time. And it had a great story and a campaign that built up to a climax that was fucking awesome. The last level of Halo Combat Evolved, the Maw, where you're trying to get off the Pillar of Autumn before it explodes. And then that pelican comes by to pick you up, but then it gets shot down. And then there's that moment of silence where you're just like, Oh, shit, you're fucked. But then Cortana chimes in at the last second saying, Oh, there's another pelican in uh, whatever bay. Like, just go drive there before it's too late. It's so fucking cool, man. It, like, like a great self-contained story campaign that was really emotionally engaging. And uh, just great care and attention to detail. And... I was always I was a fan of Halo back then, and I still am. It's, it's the fact that that's still I mean I rank Halo Combat Evolved alongside GoldenEye and shooters like that that are just so fucking good. The creme de la creme of first person shooters, you know. There's not very many of those. Halo Halo Combat Evolved is one of them. Um. And so and that on top of the fact that I was a fan of Red versus Blue. I I. I didn't wa I haven't watched their whole show, but I watched the first few seasons and I was a fan. And I also went I watched them and I'm like, "Fuck, I could do that." And I did. 
And I worked really hard at it, and I'm still doing it, and I think I'm really fucking good at it. And so that's why I'm still doing it. Not only because I'm good at it, but because it's still fun for me. And I like writing for those characters, Arbiter and Master Chief. It's fun. Um, and so, so I did that and had a good time doing it. And, and then this company, Machinima.com, comes along that decides to name itself using the same name as the art form, but then the company at some point values its own growth over its roots, where it actually originated from. And now they're going forward with this bullshit rebranding under Warner Brothers where they're keeping the name Machinima, but it has absolutely nothing to do with the art form that it started from. I mean, literally, go on to Machinima's YouTube channel and look at their most recent uploads. They're not doing anything remotely resembling Machinima. That's the ultimate irony of this shit, as I was one of the few people on their staff that was actually making content that fit the definition of the name of their fucking company. I was one of the very few people doing it. And me, of all people, they decide to take a big shit on my head and treat me like ass. And here we are, where they just want to sh shrug my sh show off of their shoulders like it's a bad smell. You know? And it's, it's a real slap in the face, I gotta be honest. I mean, I'll leave Machinima alone after this, but I, I cannot stress enough how fucking shockingly bad they have been treating me and their ex-employees. I, I don't think anybody, any, anyone is incapable of change. I, I, I hope Machinima goes uphill from here. There's certainly no other direction for them to fucking go. I mean, they've hit fucking rock bottom now. But I wish them the best going forward. I hope they get their fucking act together. But people need to know just how fucking shockingly, shockingly bad they've been treating their employees. And this new direction they're taking makes absolutely no fucking sense whatsoever. And I, just, I have to state that. It, it makes no sense. Anyway, that's that's what I have to say about Machinima. They're just completely ignoring their roots and they're taking this inane new direction where it's like next generation video entertainment network for the gamer lifestyle and beyond. Whatever the fuck that means. That's That's what I want to end with. So there you have it. Um... What else did I have to talk about? What about you guys? Is there any is there anything you guys want me to go over that maybe I overlooked? I want to listen to you guys for a minute. I want to see what you guys are saying on this the super chat there. Or not just the super chat, but just the chats. I'm going to have a look at what you guys are saying. A lot of people, a lot of Combat Evolved fans. It's good to see. Uh. Oh, yes. Okay. So, did you guys... You got... Did you guys watch Elon Musk on Joe Rogan last night? 
fucking awesome. I loved I, I had so much fun watching that. And I, I've never looked so much forward to a podcast in all my life. I can't believe I was so excited for a podcast. I'm like, I was, me and my roommate were so giddy. We're like, oh, Elon Musk is going to be on the show. That's so fucking cool. Because I, I always, so, I felt really bad for Elon Musk recently. Like the media is taking such a fucking shit on his head. And I'm just like, what have you fucking cunts ever done? You know? Not you guys. I mean the media that's constantly shitting on him. Elon Musk is like the closest thing we have to a real-life Tony Stark. And you guys are taking every opportunity you can to shit on him about the whole fucking Tesla thing. Making such a big deal about his stocks going up and down. And, I don't know, like the media seems so eager to tear him a new asshole. You know? And, uh... And so I heard this rumor that he was going to go on Joe Rogan. I was like, yes, thank God. Because I can't think of... Everyone has their own gripes with Joe Rogan, right? He has little peeves and stuff that kind of piss people off. But I love Joe Rogan. He's awesome. And I can't think of a better guy to interview Elon Musk than Joe Rogan. Because everyone else is a fucking idiot. I'm so sick of mainstream media interviews. They're all fucking trash on cable television and like whenever like vice or vox or like whatever you know mainstream entity legitimate entity that interviews someone a person of interest they all answer the same fucking bullshit dumbass questions over and over and it's always Instead of a three-hour conversation, it's always like a five-minute interview where the guy doesn't have any chance to elaborate on his his or her thoughts. It just sucks. And long long-form interviews are the way are the future, man. The future is here. It's happening now. And podcasts are the way to go. Like I I hate content that's cut now. I fucking hate it. It's all bullshit. If something's cut up. It just makes me immediately think that something's being hidden that the the people editing don't want me to see. Just put the uncensored fucking conversation up there and let me make my own decision about the guy. You know? Fucking CNN and New York Times and uh, Fox News and MSNBC and like whenever they put a video out, it's always cut up. Lots of cuts everywhere. I'm just like, what was the stuff in between there that you cut out? Why did you cut that out? Fuck off. You know? Like Jordan Peterson hit pieces. Exactly. Did you guys see that fucking abomination put out by 60 Minutes? 60 Minutes used to be cool. And then 60 Minutes made that video... Well, they probably sucked well before Jordan Peterson. But when I, when I saw 60 Minutes' video on Jordan Peterson, I was like... That is shockingly fucking egregious. I can't believe they're doing that. An obvious hit piece. Just making him look as offensive and controversial as possible. Because these mediums are dying. And they know they're dying. They're on their way out. And so they're all this desperate straw clutching. Where they're like trying to sensationalize everything. And make all their subjects look as evil as fucking possible. Just to stay as relevant as they can until they inevitably die. 
because they know their me their t the time of their medium has come and gone. The printed word is dead now. Television is dead now. It sucks. It's all about streaming and long-form interviews. Everything else can fuck off and die. Already. Anyway. So Elon Musk goes on to Joe Rogan, right? And it's just two dudes having a fun, interesting conversation. Uh, Elon Musk is a little weird <laughs> on camera. But what do you expect? The guy's fucking... He's a genius. I don't expect someone like as smart as him to be normal. There's a cost to genius. There's a flip side to genius. That's not always entirely socially acceptable. Like he... He talks a little weird and he looks, his eyes are darting around weird and his speech is very simple, but not, I think he speaks in a very simplistic way, not because he's not smart, obviously, but because I think he's obsessed with efficiency, like cutting the fat off of all of the things he says. He says the words that he needs to say and that's it. He's like, he's so fucking efficient that he doesn't, leave any fat on any of his sentences that he utters you know and so people perceive that as him talking weird and then everyone's calling elon musk like a weird robot i'm just like dude like the guy finally decides to come out and do an interview and everyone's like shitting on him for being a weirdo like I, he seemed like a, a remarkably normal dude for someone as smart as he is you know and it, it's true, like, he's talking on his podcast about every, how everyone has this perception of, of him like he's a business guy, and he's not a business guy at all. In fact, he's, he's like a kid. He's like a kid who, who has too many ideas going through his head that he knows how to deal with, and he just wants to have fun, and he wants to make fun things, and he wants to engage his mind and create things and do things that are exciting to him. And then he has a bunch of people to delegate his, his blueprints or whatever to that actually make the things for him. A bunch of robots and staff and whatever. And like, and then he smokes, like Joe Rogan start, lights up a blunt. And he, he re-emphasizes the fact that it's perfectly legal in the state that they're in. Elon Musk indulges. He's having fun, enjoying himself. And then the media goes ape shit. They, the media takes nothing from that podcast except for the fact that he smoked a blunt on the podcast. Elon Musk smokes weed on Joe Rogan's podcast, as if he had, as if he had come onto the podcast and done nothing else except smoke weed. It's so fucking sad and pathetic that these media agencies, some of them used to be very good. But they are all fucking tr desperate, sad trash now. And, you know, everyone's sensationalizing the fuck out of his appearance on that podcast. His stock, his Tesla stock, apparently went down 9% because of him smoking weed on Joe Rogan's podcast. He even said on the podcast that it had no effect on him. Why the fuck should that affect his stocks? Good riddance. Fuck them. Those fucking assholes who put so much importance on trash like that. Who cares if he's smoking a joint on a fucking podcast? Go for it. Doesn't 
He's not actively operating machinery that could kill someone. He's on a podcast in a state where that is legal to, to do that. He didn't even inhale. Yeah. He, he took a puff through his mouth, exhaled through his mouth slash nose, and he was just like, oh, I didn't feel anything. It's like, well, obviously, because you didn't inhale. But, like, even even given that, everyone's still sensationalizing the fact that he smoked weed. That's the one thing they took out of that podcast. Never mind the other three hours of intellectual shit he was saying. No, that one moment. The press is are going to cherry pick that and make a big deal out of it when there's no big there's no big deal there. He's still as smart as he was before he came on the podcast. What what is anyone else doing to benefit the world? The guy built a battery that powered an entire city. The guy's trying to revolutionize the automotive industry. He's trying to revolutionize traffic. You know? He's trying to fucking... He cares about the world. He wants to make it a better place. No, Everyone's shitting on him. Because they're pathetic. And they're all dying mediums. And they're all desperate. They know they're on their way out. They're going to lose their jobs. I don't know why they can't just adapt. You know? Move their skill set over to the new medium. Go work for another agency that deals with streaming. You know? And long-form interviews. But no, it's 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 harder to it's harder to manipulate an interview to like in favor of some political agenda when it's long form, isn't it? It's a lot easier when you can cut it up and make it look however bad or good you want it to. It's so fucking infuriating. And I love Elon Musk and I fucking hope I hope he goes up back on Joe Rogan again. I hope he smokes more weed. I hope he smokes weed I hope he goes back on Joe's podcast and just does nothing but smoke weed the whole entire three hours. I wish he would do that. And just look at the camera and, and talk to his Tesla investors and say, go fuck yourself. Whatever. Very emotional, even though it has nothing to do with me. But I like the guy. And I like Joe Rogan. And I think it's so unfair that he's getting getting shit on. And I hate the mainstream media. God, they suck so fucking hard. Man. Podcasting, man. Streaming. Internet. YouTube. Not necessarily YouTube, but like streaming. Video streaming. Some some company might take over YouTube. Because YouTube isn't exactly perfect. YouTube is great. And I've benefited a lot from it. So I don't want to shit on it too much. I mean, it's the reason I'm getting so much super chats. There's some merit to YouTube, obviously, but they're not doing too good in regard to, like, like their copyright dispute system, for instance, and the fact that they're removing people like Alex Jones from their platform, which is a debatable situation, you know? Because Alex Jones, man, he was, he was riling up his followers to the point where they were harassing the Sandy Hook victims, and I think something should have been done about that. I don't know if removing him off YouTube was the answer, but it was an answer and something needed to be done. So maybe it was the right thing, maybe not. I don't know. You know, that's still up in the air for me. But they might keep going down that path, you know, where they'll just remove people that they don't like 
And if they keep doing that, that's going to be that's a big mistake. Cuz that I think that's going to seriously turn people off, you know, and be like, "Well, YouTube just censors whoever they don't like. We're going to move over to another platform that doesn't do this horse shit." You know? But this is what inevitably happens with companies that have a monopoly. You know, like Facebook and YouTube, they're so powerful that nobody can compete with them. Anybody who tries to compete with them is bought out and just, you know, like a little fi a little ember that gets stamped out, you know? Oh, man. I hate everything. Burn it all down. Burn it down to the ground. I'm joking. I'm not an anarchist, but it's just so dumb, you know? We live in a very infuriating world right now. And uh, it's just so annoying. Anyway. Uh, so I think I'm going to end the stream there, folks. Unless there's if, if there's something else you guys want me to talk about. Uh, I'll, I'll, I'm willing to stay for a bit longer and talk about whatever you would like to talk about. But, uh, if not, then I think I will stop the stream here. I've been going on for a while and I'm getting kind of tired. Thank God. Fuck you. Wyatt. Talk about gangweed. Gangweed rise up. Gamers rise up. I love that meme, by the way. I didn't know what the fuck that was. People, I was playing Ocarina of Time, and some this one guy kept spamming, like, gangweed. Gangweeders for life rise up. I'm like, what the fuck does that mean? And then I looked it up later, and I found out about the gamer joker meme. And I love it. It's my new favorite meme now. It's so fucking funny. So, you guys know what gamer joker is, right? So it's like these, like, it's like a satire of these edgy, angry beta males who aren't getting laid, right? And so they become anarchists and similar to the Joker, right? And then there's, they make all these cringy memes where the text at the top says like, oh, fuck, I'll just, I'll show you an image. Most of you probably know what it is I'm talking about, but I'll just show you anyway. Fuck, I think it's funny before I go. So uh, gamer Joker. So, um, here we go. Gamer Joker. Wait, hang on. Can you guys see that? I think so. Okay. So, like, the joke is that, like, these edgy, these angry beta males who aren't getting laid... They like they turn anarchist and ad identify as the Joker, who is objectively an anarchist in the films, right? And so it has this kind of text: "This could be us, but you you friend zoned me ten times, ten fucking times, Veronica. When will you learn to love me, a gentleman gamer, instead of going after dumb jocks, bitch? Gamers rise up." <laughs> <laughs> This isn't a joke, Veronica. Gentlemen gamers are the best lovers on earth, and you have the nerve to call me friend. 
oh this is the this is a great one check this out let's put it this way since you don't seem to understand gamers through rigorous amounts of training have developed more stamina than the average male aka your boyfriend that means prolonged ejaculation and harder erections last longer in bed equals more powerful orgasms for the both of us and possibly even female ejaculation don't believe me you'll never know if you don't try squinky face <laughs> I fucking love this shit. It's hilarious. I saw this great uh, uh, version of this meme. You guys know what the intellectual dark web is, right? All those guys like uh, Jordan Peterson, Ben Shapiro, uh, what's his name? Brett Weinstein and his brother Eric Weinstein and uh, Joe Rogan, I guess, for being like a facilitator of of some kind and Dave Rubin and all those guys who are just like really smart or relatively smart guys who all get together. They don't necessarily agree on St. In fact, a lot of them disagree a lot on major topics, but they're all smart guys and their opinions on serious matters are varied but despite the fact they're willing to come together and discuss their ideas in de in debates that are cogent, fun to listen to, non-hostile, beneficial to hear. You know, they're fun to listen to. And these guys get along despite their differences. It's great. Anyway, there's this photo of all the guys from the intellectual dark web having dinner together, right? But somebody had made the gamer Joker version of that where all those guys were the Joker with like white makeup and like pink tux purple tuxedos and green shirts and whatever. And it had that text that implied that they were all these fucking edgy beta males. Like, I think it was a slight on them. Like, uh, there's this resistance against the intellectual dark web movement, right? Because these, these, this group of people are, are encouraging the common people to to shoulder responsibility in their own lives and then as a result lead happier more meaningful lives and i think there's this resistance to that in that people don't want to take on that responsibility you know and uh and so they make memes like that to make fun of them and it's just so it was so it's such a pathetic attack on them with no real argument against what they were saying but I couldn't help but laugh anyway because I just love that gamer joker meme so much. It's it really it, it embodies those edgy fucking beta males so perfectly. Anyway, gang gang weeders rise up. Rise up gang weed. We live in a society of gamers. Gamers rise up everyone. Anyway, I just that's my little rant about uh gamer joker. It's my new favorite meme. I love this meme. Now this is okay. This is epic. Yeah, that uh, Ben Shapiro meme. <laughs> that dark web thing is cringy. Oh, I know the the intellectual dark web term. I don't like because I think the dark web is as a term like the internet term is misunderstood enough already that to attribute the intellect the term intellectual dark web to those guys just makes them seem like this 
team of supervillains or something when that's not it at all. They're actually, they're really smart guys with varied opinions that are willing to come together and actually have productive debates with each other. But anyway, memes aren't, memes are great. Meme, memes are life. Memes are love. Memes are life. You guys know that already. Anyway, that was my little bit on Gamer Joker. Uh, anything else you guys want me to talk about? Before I go, let me, uh, I think I missed a few super chats. Hang on. I'll do that before I go. Um, super chats, super chats. Um, where are we? Damn, I missed a lot. Thanks a lot, you guys. This is great. Fuck. You guys have been very, very supportive, and I really appreciate it. Thank you. Are we Are we still on... Uh... Oh, shit. Let's go back to camera A. And let's, uh, let's go to the live dashboard. Um... Jason D says, Sonic fan movie screenplay. I don't have Sonic fan fiction. I did have an idea for like a Sonic, like if I I did have a desire to write for like a, a, a television series based on the Sonic franchise. But uh, that was a long time ago. And it's too cringy to share. I don't want to share that. It's embarrassing. But thank you, Jason D. I appreciate it. Kirkland Signature says, watch the video before you go. Okay, yes, you're right. So it was Jojo Roller something. Jojo Roll. I don't know. I'll don't send me another super chat, uh, Kirkland. You've sent enough already. I'll just I'll look for what it is that you mentioned before. I'll look for the title. It's Jojo Roller something. I can't fucking remember what it is. Um, Jojo Road Roller Scene. Jojo Road Roller. Okay, I'm not really sure what it is in this list I'm looking for, so I'm going to show you my monitor here. Um... Here we go. Uh, here's my monitor. So can you guys see that? Yeah. So which video am I looking for here? I'm looking at the chat right now. I'm waiting for someone to point out the specific title of the thing I should be uh, looking at. Second. This one. First. Okay, which is it? First or second? The, fir <coughs> the first one. Okay. Sorry, I had the shivers there. Okay, so the first one. All right, all right, all right, all right. Here we go. Uh, is there desktop audio on? Yes. Okay. Here we go. 
Uh, Jojo Roller, whatever the fuck this is. Some weeb bullshit. Anyway, here we go. It's so much exposition. <laughs> that's pretty fucking funny. That's that's anime for you. Um, hang on a oh shit, hang on a second. Um, I'm gonna go soon, but I'm not gonna go quite yet. I just need to piss really bad. But uh, I'm gonna come. I'm gonna come back. I'm gonna wrap things up, and then I'm gonna end the stream. But don't go anywhere yet. Okay. I just want to pee. That's it. Okay, so I'm going to go to the bathroom. And then once I'm back from the bathroom, we'll uh we'll we'll finish up and we'll wrap up and uh we'll say our goodbyes and suck each other's cocks a little bit. You know, it's not gay. It's just dudes hanging out with other dudes having a good time. You know, give each other a little tug. Maybe a little mouth action. It's not gay. It's just it's just dudes being bros. You know what I mean? So we'll do that. And uh just just fucking give me a minute and um and uh we'll be back. Okay? Burp we'll burb right back after these messages. Wait. That's not what I wanted to do. I wanted the multi action. Okay. <clears throat> you guys just hear me, right? That wasn't supposed to happen. Shit. Hang on. I didn't mean to do that. Okay, now we'll be right back. We'll burb right back. Welcome back, gang weeders rise up. 
we are gamers we will rise up we will we will f we will conquer the chads and take veronica by force gamers rise up gang weed <clears throat> how's it going everybody thanks for thanks for tuning in thanks for sticking around i hope you guys enjoyed the stream today did you guys have fun i i uh i hope you did i mean that sincerely i hope as always i i live in constant paranoia that i'm not entertaining enough and um i have to get over this hump of anxiety every time i fucking stream and uh Every time before I broadcast, my heart starts fucking racing. And it's completely illogical, you know? Because, you know, people say time and time again, they reassure me time and time again, we, we like hearing you, John. You're interesting. You gotta, like, you gotta loosen up, man. But that's depression anxiety for you, you know? It never ends this shit. I'm always second-guessing myself. I feel like I'm not entertaining enough and I got to fucking I do my best. I really can. I really do. <laughs> Rather. I'm uh I'm drunk. I'm not actually, but I'm a little buzzed. But uh I just want to thank all you guys sincerely for all your help, all your support. RB and the Chief, the Save RB and the Chief campaign. I got the fucking show back. It's all going to go back up on my channel. It's just going to take a little while getting all the uploads done. But they're all going to they're all coming back onto my channel. And I have you guys to thank for that. Partly. So it was a little bit of me too. I think that email in that email I had threatened legal action. And that shit they actually take seriously. And that wasn't a bluff either. I was actually e exchanging emails with a lawyer who was prepared to look over my contracts. Because even though they have those bullshit non-disclosure clauses, you can always disclose to a lawyer apparently. And so I was, I had a lawyer, somebody on Twitter got me in touch with a, a lawyer who specializes in uh, gaming and intellectual property law, who took an interest in my case. And offered to go over my documents. And I was prepared. I was fully prepared to send him those documents that day. But on that same day. Is when I reached an agreement with Machinima's legal department. And they said go ahead and upload the videos. So uh, I emailed the lawyer back saying. Look you're, you're probably not going to believe this. But I actually reached a resolution with their legal department. So as eager as I was to take advantage of your services, I will no longer be needing them. But thank you very much for offering to help. And he said, hey, that's great. No problem. Great to hear. He even offered to send me his book. He like he wrote a book on IP law. And uh, he said uh, if I gave him an address, he'd send it to me. So I gave him my P.O. box and uh, he's going to send me his book. And then I can be much more informed on intellectual property law in the future. So kudos to that guy really nice dude but uh, I guess that was enough you know the fact that they knew that I was consulting a legal professional you know and I think they I think they had had enough of the Twitter shitstorm that they were getting 
because they knew morally they were they didn't have a leg to stand on they were in the wrong what they were doing was wrong you know and it took it sometimes you got to be loud to get people to start behaving the right way you know i i had poured years of blood and sweat into this show and for what for it all to be on someone else's channel poorly sorted most of them unavailable not labeled properly not thumbnailed properly and it just gets overlooked forever all that hard work and i worked hard on that fucking show i took it seriously as silly as that show is i t i take the writing dead seriously and the production and the shoot the filming of it and the cinematography dead seriously i i i treat that show like it's hbo like it's better call saul or uh breaking bad you know that that attention to cinematography and writing i'm not saying the writing is as good as breaking bad or better call saul not even close but i'm saying i want it to to i want people to look forward to my show to the same degree that they look forward to episodes of those shows you know i i want to put that level of quality in cuz why not that more youtubers need to do that stop being so fixated on pumping out disposable content and actually make something that's worth watching you know S something with some cinematic merit that can withstand the test of time that has you know proper juxtaposition and subtext and th thematic thematic strength you know not just i mean me me in front of a camera shouting like a maniac for three hours that's fine but that's not all I do. It's not all I want to do. I want to make cinematic stuff. And you guys are helping me do that with all the fan support. So thank you very much for all your support and helping me get this fucking show back onto this channel where it belongs. And um and uh and all all the money that you've you've sent my way it really helps. It's why I have a studio. It's why I'm still making the show. So thanks again, man. And yes, I'm watching Better Call Saul, and I love it. I love Better Call Saul. It's the ultimate. It's the ultimate plebeian filter. All the people who say the show moves too slowly can fuck right off. I love Better Call Saul. I love that it's a slow burner. And now it's escalating to a really exciting point in the story. You know. You guys like Better Call Saul? Don't tell me I'm the only one. I love that shit, man. Anyway. Uh, super Chats. Super Chats. Let's, let's go over Super Chats that I missed. Jesus, there's a lot still. I can't stay for too much longer. I gotta be somewhere at eight. But uh I got I got a, I got some time still. Jesus Christ, there's a lot. Thanks a lot, guys. Captain Desi says, Hey John, I failed my DMV driving test today, so I was feeling down. I'll partake more when you stream next. Hey, thanks, buddy. Don't worry about that shit. I mean, I get it. It's fucking frustrating. I, f I failed 
I think I failed my exam twice. I passed on the third time. And sometimes you just get you your in, the instructor that you get is a fucking cunt. You know, and they're going to fail you on some bullshit. But just keep at it. You'll you'll get it eventually. It, it's going to be annoying as fuck, but you'll get it. Just keep at it, dude. Thank you, Captain Desi. I appreciate it, man. Mr. Alabaster, game gamers rise up. Gangweed rise up. <laughs> I agree. Rise up, gangweed. We live in a society. The rooster teeth. What? No, the rooster. I said rooster teeth there. The rooster says, do you think you could do a podcast where Master Chief or Arbiter are your co-hosts? Or maybe where you interview them, just an idea. You know, uh, I ha I did actually have that idea. Uh. I think I might do that later. Or maybe for some podcast episodes. Like, I'll have, like when I'm doing the podcast, I'll have Arbiter and Chief sitting on the corner of the table. Like the edge of the table with their legs dangling off. I'll have them just sitting there in the shot the whole time, right? And then at some point in the podcast, I'll look at them and I'll go... What do you guys think of that, what I just said? And then I'll press like a button here on my stream deck and it'll cut to a video that's pre-recorded, but it'll seem like the toys start talking right there on the spot. You know what I mean? So it's a pre-rendered video and I'll have it ready, but it'll be it'll be shown in such a way that it seems seamless when it's intercut with the podcast footage, right? So like toys will be there. I'll say, what do you guys think of it? And then I'll press the button here and it'll show that video full screen and it'll be filmed in such a way that it's like it's still the podcast, but we're suddenly moving in towards the toys and it's like the toys are alive, if that makes sense. You know what I mean? And there'd be a little bit of an exchange. I don't know yet. It's just an idea I had, but uh, you shouldn't have told us. Yeah, I know. Fuck. Whatever. It'll still be cool when it happens. But, uh, yeah, thanks, Rooster. I appreciate it, man. Celtic Horn, do you feel it's still possible to make a successful Machinima series in today's YouTube culture if you don't already have a history in it? Uh, I don't know, man. It's hard. That's, that's a hard question. Um... It's going to be hard to be noticed. That's for goddamn sure. That Whatever you write, it's, the writing has to be exceptional. And the cinematography's got to be exceptional. Like, you've really got to stand out if you're going to do it, if you expect to get anywhere with that. I mean, luckily, I've been doing this for so long. I've had a lot of practice. But I wasn't good when I started. I'm only good now because I've been doing it for like a decade. It takes a lot of fucking practice. But if you, if you like to do it, keep doing it, man. Like, if you're a storyteller and it's in you to do it, it's a lot of work, but if you like doing it, then it doesn't feel like work. For me, it does still feel like work, but I would rather do what I'm doing now than literally anything else in the world. Even though what I'm doing right now is frustrating sometimes, I would still rather be doing this than anything else. I know if I had an editing job at whatever the fuck local company that it would be very creatively uninspiring and boring and that I would just be I would just be cutting together infomercial like product 
advertisement videos and infomercials and training videos and just stuff that they need as a company, right? And so I would be really helping them out. But for me, it's not really creatively satisfying as, as much as what I'm doing here, you know, on my own channel, writing my own cinematic content and making it all from scratch and controlling every aspect of production and making it a cinematic experience like that. That shit's just great. I love I love what I do. It's awesome. Not 24-7, but overall, I love what I do. Sometimes it can get dull. But whatever, there's a lot. I could be a lot worse off than I am right now, that's for sure. Thanks, Celtic Horn. Natef says, Season 1, Episode 1 credits says you got Chief Figure from UK Shop. Yeah, I guess. If it says in the credits, yeah. I mean, I would have, I probably would have ordered it from Canada, I think, but it, it might have been a store in the UK that shipped it to me. Yeah. But yeah, thanks, thanks, Natef. Green Boy says, "Can you talk about cannabis legalization, please?" Oh well, we're not far from it, but apparently there's still a lot of kinks to be worked out and a lot of regulations that need to be put in place. But eventually, it's going to be a thing here in Canada. So. Um, and it's about time, too, to be honest. It's just so... F it's The process is so fucking unbearably slow. Um, but, yeah, thanks, Green Boy. <laughs> Green Boy. <clears throat> the James Robertson says, YouTube loves their censorship. The internet used to be a safe haven for non-PC content. But with the advent of smartphones, all the normies came along. Yeah. Fucking normies ruin everything. Wee! Fucking normies. Death to the normies. And the chads. We must take back Veronica. Gamers rise up. <laughs> <clears throat> Thanks, James. Giga says, You ever answered that guy last stream when they asked, What do you think, Sonic? What do you think, Sonic? You never answered that guy last stream when they asked, What do you think, Sonic? What the fuck does that mean? <laughs> That's probably why I didn't answer it. Because it made no fucking sense. Anyway, thanks, Giga. Jason D sent me the end of a what looks like a YouTube video URL. I'm going to paste that in and see what it is. See if it's uh, not safe for NSFW. Oh, shit. Well, there's a bunch of beer on my table now. Sad. Sad and pathetic is what that was. But I don't have a cloth. What do you want me to do? Anyway. Um, let's, uh, apparently somebody linked me a behind the scenes video. I can't stay for too much longer, but let's let's just watch this quickly, okay? Um, okay, so I'm going to move that here, move that over there. So we got a little video here. Um, what is it? Where the fuck... 
PC2. Can you guys see that? Okay, good. This was behind the scenes of Arby and the Chief, the movie. Daniel Laszlo helped me make it. Look at that handsome young devil over there. such a fucking nerd. Look at my douchey, spiky hair. And there I am. And Daniel Laszlo there. <laughs> These are 100% real pics. <laughs> Who the fuck would fake that? Who cares? They're real, I swear. Oh, they are, are they? Yeah, I don't know. They look falsified to me. That shit looks fucking photoshopped. Nice try, asshole. <laughs> I'm kidding. Thank you. That was cool. Um, all right. Uh, thank you, Jason. James Robertson. Hey, bro. It's really good to see things looking up for you. When I first started watching your podcast, you seemed kind of down. Glad for you, bro. Yeah, you're right. Well, I'm not always a happy guy. But I'm happy at the moment. I got my show back, and slowly but surely, they're all going back up into my channel. So, Thanks, James. Koss says, we all love you, John. That's why we throw super chats at you. Hey, thanks a lot, man. Thank you, Koss. Daddy John says, does John CJG is gay? <laughs> I don't know. Does I gay? Do you think I gay, guys? What do you guys think? Do I gay or not? That is the question. Uh, thanks, Daddy John. Daddy John. Tony R. says, Machinima may have said, let's do this, but it was you, John, that did it. Congrats, man. Let's do this. Let's do it. Yeah. We did it. We did it. We did it, guys. Gang weeders rise up. That's what happens to the chads of the world when they try and stand between us and Veronica. Gang weeders rise up. <laughs> Uh, I never get tired of that shit. All right, guys, I got to go. I, I seriously got to go. I don't have much time left. So thank you again for uh, tuning in. I really hope you enjoyed the stream. Go to my fucking links, you pricks. Go to my website, my YouTube.
my SoundCloud. I'm serious. There's music on it. You'll like it. If you like 80s retro bullshit, you'll love my music. Or maybe not. Whatever. Go to it anyway and subscribe. Or you're a fag. And uh, my Twitch. Even though I never Twitch. Subscribe to me on Twitch. And my Patreon. And uh, yeah. my uh, If you want to download music, you can become a Patreon supporter. And Or if you want to help me out financially so I can pay... Those guys, like uh, the guy who made the poster, the guy who's remastering the audio for the first two seasons, you can support me through Patreon and whatever, and um, I'll use that money to pay those guys. So thank you. Thanks for all your support. And then uh, my email, jcjgram at gmail.com. You can send me emails. Follow me on Twitter. Follow me on Facebook and Instagram and do all that fucking bullshit. And... uh, Daddy Janu sends another super chat. Snort the beer off the table. Fine. That wasn't exactly a snort, but uh, that'll have to do. Okay? There you go. There you fucking go. All right, get out of here. We're done. The show's over. Go the fuck home. Live your lives. It's done. Show's over. Get out. Go. Why are you still here? Leave. Leave. What are any of you still doing here? It's done. Especially black people. There better not have been any black people in this stream. This is whites, strictly whites only policy. I'm kidding. Thank you, everyone. Thank you, everyone, for helping me. Giga says, I don't have a life. Thank you. Thank you for all your super chats. Really appreciate the support. Get out of here. We're done. We're going offline now. Bye. Thank you very much. I hope you enjoyed the show. Good night. Go to my links. Follow me. Fuck you. Good night.